Welcome in to a new week of talking about what's going on across the southeast. This is the Y'all Show, and I'm John Rawl, and for the next couple of hours, we'll be here letting you know what all is going across across the southern states. If you would like to check us out, our website is yall.com, and you can also text us anytime you got uh, a few extra seconds. We would love to hear from you. Our number to do that is 615 208 41 84. I failed to do this on Friday's Y'all Show, and I should go outside and, and take a, a, a nice long stick. Actually, the little skinny ones are the better ones because they seem to hurt more, but I should whip myself because I didn't spend a lot of time closing out last week's Y'all Show talking about mama. <laughs> And I should have done that. As Sunday, we had Mother's Day across the southeast. And yes, I was I'm fortunate that I still have my mom. And I was able to call her and have a nice conversation and catch up with uh, everything going on there on the farm. But yes, hopefully you had a chance to connect to your mother on Mother's Day 2023 and, and hope all as well. And if, you're, if you've lost your mom and, and you've lost grandmothers and other key females in your life perhaps you had a opportunity sunday to think about them and their impact on you and and thank goodness for mamas as my good friend steve warner and glenn campbell the late glenn campbell once sang there ought to be a hall of fame for mamas and i completely agree that that should be the case but uh yes my my mother had mother's day and had a chance to see two of her three children i was the the exception that didn't have a chance to see her on Mother's Day. But I was just down there for her birthday a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually, about a month ago. Her birthday was April 10th. So, yes, today is May 15th across the nation, and it's a special day for me as we go on throughout the uh, setting the stage of what's on today's Y'all Show. I'll tell you in just a second why today is such a big day for yours truly, and I, I want to get a little personal in hour two if you don't mind but here in hour one of today's y'all show we've got headlines from across the southeast that we're going to jump into in just a second the border was the big topic heading into the weekend and we'll explain what happened there was it as bad as most people expected at least preliminary results indicate it was not the surge that many expected now that can change that can change today actually but for right now the number of migrants coming across the Rio Grande into America and across other parts of the border between the U.S. and Mexico, not quite the number that many of us expected to see in the early days after Title 42 when it went away. We've got a look at sports that we'll get to here in just a few minutes here in this first hour of y'all as one team has punched their ticket to a conference uh, conference finals. We'll explain what happened there. Uh, Mr. Tatum had a big day Sunday on the NBA hard court for the Boston Celtics. We'll explain where the playoffs sit right now as we continue with our sports tape. Plus, lots of golf talk. To this week, actually, we got the PGA Championship, the second major of the year, and it's taking place up in upstate New York. We're going to have a special guest later in the week to tell you all about it to preview this week's PGA Championship. But Sunday, some good golf. If you were able to tune in, you saw two different tournaments on television, at least for the fellas, and we'll give you an update on exactly where that sits, the PGA Tour heading into the PGA Championship this weekend. 
And then we'll let you know about college baseball as well on today's y'all show as these college teams are wrapping things up, getting ready for Hoover. I think I think this is the last weekend coming up of college baseball before they the regular season before you get invited to your conference tournament. And then if you're able to go there and perform good enough, you might get picked to go to the NCAA tournament. All of that coming up in our Southern Sports Report. Plus, this hour, we've got hashtag hullabaloo, a look at headlines from across the southeast to give you some fun from social media. We enjoy doing that each and every day that we have an opportunity to get together here on the Y'all Show. So we'll have hashtag hullabaloo coming up, and that'll be later on in this first hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Again, YALL.com is the way for you to reach out to us and, and find us at the website that's all about the South, y'all.com. And it's just a great thing to be able to join you right back here for more talk about the Southeast. Okay, let's start off again with the border. That was the big subject at the end of last week. And pandemic era limits on the Title 42 seekers. It's, it's kind of been the big talk of the town the last couple of days. But according to early results, the number is not quite what we thought. Homeland Security, the head of that, Alexandro Mayorkas, said that the border made 60, the Border Patrol made about 6,300 arrests on Friday alone, the first day after Title 42 restrictions applied, and 4,200 arrests were made on Saturday. Now, that's below the 10,000 plus arrests that happened on the three days last week prior to title 42 coming to an end mayorkas was on the cnn show state of the union sunday and he said it is still early we are in day three but we have been planning for this transition for months and months and we have been executing on our plan and we will continue to do so the deputy border chief matthew hudak said despite the drop in recent days authorities predict arrests will spike to between 12 and 14 thousand a day more than 27,000 migrants were in custody along the border one day last week, a number that may top 45,000 by the end of this month. But still a huge, huge national scene, if you will, going on at the border with U.S. and Mexico right now. And, and I know that they said that they may not have the numbers that they many people expected as of right this second. Don't be surprised if you don't see this number go way up. Hey, it's almost like we've given the alert to all of the countries of the world that you can come on to America. There's no restrictions. We're not going to let you walk over here and then turn around and use something like COVID to uh, uh, keep you from stepping foot in this great country. So there you have it. The Title 42 numbers are being watched very closely across the country. Now, on a fundraising trip to Georgia over the weekend, Vice President Kamala Harris, you know, she's the border czar, and she was in Georgia not to help out with the border. She was there on a fundraising trip, and she spoke at the Democratic Party of Georgia's Spring Soiree in Buckhead. That's a fancy little part of Atlanta. And she said that while the White House is tasked, and she specifically is tasked with the border, she said the root cause of mass migration. She gave remarks at the Democratic Party of Georgia's event at Buckhead. She did not mention immigration during her speech, a 20-minute speech, by the way. 
And the vice president focused her speech on abortion infrastructure and protecting democracy. And again, she was she was tasked to find the root cause of mass migration, and she is completely striking out on this subject. One quote from her Georgia speech was, we will fight for our democracy, for our founding principles as a nation based on our love of country in Georgia. When we fight, we win. <sighs> she was asked by Atlanta News outlet to respond to the Republican Party of Georgia's statement on Harris's visit for the fundraiser, and she said, it was deplorable that the vice president is coming to Atlanta for a fundraiser, campaigning while the border crisis is overflowing, and we have out of control inflation. Harris said, you know, I hear that everything in the last couple of days is going to rather is going rather smoothly, given what the concerns were. She added, the bottom line, however, is that the this issue of immigration falls squarely within the responsibility of the United States Congress. So, again... Harris in Atlanta, in Buckhead specifically over the weekend, and she's dodging immigration. She downplays the migrant crisis, doesn't even bring it up in a 20-minute speech in, in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta. Meanwhile, her boss, Joe Biden, gave the commencement address at her alma mater over the weekend as he was the commencement speaker at Howard University. Go Bison! there in Washington, D.C. He didn't have to travel very far. And then the president moved on down to, to Delaware. I think he went to his beach house in Delaware because I saw him riding a bicycle at some point. He usually, to, as far as I know, and I don't claim to be a Biden expert, he usually doesn't ride that bicycle when he's at his home near Wilmington, Delaware. Here's a blast. from. Well, no, he's not a blast from the ploy. I'm getting my televangelist mixed up here. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> Franklin Graham was a commencement speaker over the weekend at Liberty University. I thought when I read this, my mind thought Jerry Falwell Jr., the former leader of Liberty and the the, the son of the founder of Liberty. But no, no, no. Franklin Graham was the commencement speaker there in the, uh, I guess that would be the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia where you find Liberty University, the address delivered at the Lynchburg, Virginia campus. Now, Re Reverend Franklin Graham is the CEO and president of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he challenged graduates over the weekend at Liberty to stand for the truth of God's Word in a tough world today. What's the next chapter of your life? Graham asked students, and he added, My prayer is that this class, the class of 23, will be known as the class that stood for truth in a world overflowing with wickedness, deception, and lies. I pray this class will stand for truth. Those are the words of Franklin Graham, who I think, if my memory is correct, is a graduate of perhaps Appalachian State. I should know that. I should know that, Franklin Graham. Um, but uh, he might have even gone to UVA now that I think about it. I I'll pull it up here in a second. But Franklin Graham, on this day, I know he didn't go to Liberty because Liberty was not created as a university until 1971, and Franklin Graham is slightly older than 50 years old of where he would have had to have gone at, at one point in his life to get his degree, but asked to come speak at Liberty University. And to Liberty's credit, I mean, that's a college that has – tens of thousands of students not just in 
in Lynchburg, Virginia, but the people that take it online. Yes, I'm right. Uh, Franklin Graham's got his bachelor's degree from Appalachian State. It's one reason the Billy Graham Ministries, I think it's based out of Boone now as opposed to the Charlotte area, although they do have a, I know, Billy Graham Parkway there, and that's where Billy Graham's buried is, I think, right there at the parkway. I I think. I I remember during his passing a couple of years ago, I know they had some kind of deal there at the Billy Graham Center there in Charlotte. But Franklin making his way to Roanoke, or rather to Lynchburg, not far from Roanoke, to be part of the commencement ceremonies for Liberty University this past weekend. Now let's move over to the state of Alabama for some headlines out of the state of Yellowhammers, if you will. And Alabama has fewer new mothers than most states. Did you realize that? On Mother's Day, as we celebrated that this weekend, according to the data from the U.S. Census Bureau's American Community Survey, just 4.7% of women between the ages of is it 15 and 50 gave birth within the 12 months of 2021. The most recent data now coming available in Alabama was the lowest, was, was tied for ninth lowest in the United States. Again, states of new mothers. So who's birthing babies these days? I'm going to try to see if I can't bring that out. I will tell you that it looks like uh, Bibb County in Alabama had the most new mothers, 576 mothers in 2021 for a 12.9%. Now, just below them, a county that adjoins Bibb County is Perry County in Alabama, and their percentage of new mothers for that year was 1.5%. So 12.9 to 1.5%, and they're side-by-side there in central Alabama. Need some new mommies out there, yes. And uh, let's see here. Alabama was right there toward the, I guess, bottom, as I said. Alabama tied with Connecticut and Virginia for the ninth spot. And Vermont, Colorado, Florida had 4.5% for new mothers. And it looks like New York had the least amount of new mothers born. Now, other states where you want to go and see who had the most Let's see here. I think I've got a good number that's coming into me. Texas. Texas, for, for the South at least, had a 6% ratio. 6% was the amount of women with birthing a baby in 2021. 434,000 Texas women gave birth during that year. So that leads the South by far. Next up is Louisiana and Tennessee as Tennessee had 5.5% of all women ages 15 to 50, did I say that? Yes, 15 to 50, those who gave birth during that year. 5.5% in Louisiana, Tennessee 5.3%. Other states that are around that same area, Mississippi with 5.3%, as 36,472 Mississippi mamas gave birth that year. In Arkansas, they're at 5.3%. Now, downgrading a little bit to another state that was not quite that high, South Carolina had a 5.1% birth rate. Women gave birth 60,000 times in 2021 in South Carolina. Georgia with a 5.2%. And then the state that kind of surprises me for number of births, this percentage, 
4.5% is the Sunshine State, as 211,000 Florida women gave birth in the year 2021 between the ages of 15 and 50. You know, you got to have, you know, children. You got to keep them going if you're going to get out here and have a South that we're going to keep going for generations and generations. But, you know, you, you start adding the numbers up, and we still got hundreds of thousands of new southern babies being born in this 2021 year and maybe let's see 2021 if they gave that that should have been a really high year because remember covid kept people locked inside most of 2020 or toward the end of 2020 and i bet you there's a a a surge in 2021 that we're not going to see for the year 2022 that's my expert uh, kind of guess on how the birthing of babies goes but uh this, this number coming out across the country now, courtesy of the U.S. Census Bureau's American Community Survey. And Texas is doing quite well as far as birth and babies. Florida and Virginia both are in the four-point categories, 4.5 for Florida and 4.7% for Virginia. This is the show where we talk about all things Southern, from babies being born to people crossing the border and Oh, so much more. And we appreciate y'all for joining us for the ride. We'll take a break here on y'all and come right back with more Southern information. We've got a quick look at Southern sports news, and that is right after this quick timeout on the Y'all Show. to a small tractor and lawnmower auction at Tennessee Tractor in Somerville, Saturday, April 15th. Sale time is 10 a.m. Small tractors, hay equipment, lawnmowers, UTVs, and more. That's Saturday, April 15th, a small tractor and lawnmower auction at Tennessee Tractor in Somerville. Sale time, 10 a.m. Together, we provide our Jackson patients with excellent ongoing medical care. Call us today and we'll be happy to see you. But if Mylan's closer, give me a call. I'm Lindsay Crocker and I'm ready to see you today. Physicians Quality Care, we treat you like family. Border to border and river to river, you're listening to West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. Listen online on TuneIn. Search Super Talk 93.1. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM.
here on y'all talk with a southern accent let's catch you up with some of the sports news of the weekend congratulations to the boston celtics as they were able to prevail in their series against the philadelphia 76ers i think the sixers had a pretty good lead in this one early on but the celtics had jason tatum with 51 points to propel boston to the eastern conference finals where they'll face off against the miami heat 112 88 Boston with the absolute beatdown in the second half on Sunday, and they advance again to take on the Heat in that NBA series. Celtics and Heat will begin game one on Wednesday with the Heat at Boston, as the Heat will host game three Sunday. So this is a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday here this week series for the Celtics and Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Looking at what's going on in the Western Conference Finals, you got the Nuggets and Lakers set to go off, and they'll jump on Tuesday, Game 1, Lakers and Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Lakers host their first game, Game 3, Saturday. So it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday setup here for the Lakers and Nuggets. NBA postseason play, and we'll keep you all up to date on what's going on with the association as they have their playoffs. Now, other NBA news over the weekend, this is not the greatest news if you're a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies, as Ja Morant has now been suspended from that NBA franchise after he was seen on a video holding a gun. You don't do that, Ja Morant, when you've been in as much trouble as he's been in This year, the Grizzlies suspending Morant from all team activities after this video was shown on, I think, social media, having him hold a gun, and it's been circulating since Saturday night. The Grizzlies announcing the suspension, which is pending a league review. This happens two months after the NBA suspended John Morant, the South Carolina native and Murray State alumnus, suspended him over a similar incident. And NBA spokesperson Mike Bass in a statement Sunday said that he's aware of the social media post involving Morant and they're in the process of gathering more information. On Saturday, during an Instagram live session on Morant's friend Devontae Pack's account, the NBA All-Star was flashing a handgun while driving and singing along with a rap song. It's been deleted, by the way, since then. 
you'd think you would learn. You'd think if, if you're a role model, as this young man is, he's got a five-year, $195 million max contract right now. He's nearly $200 million strong, at least. Probably already over that if you count up all the money he's made already in the league and endorsements and deals. He's got an endorsement with Nike and Powerade and more. The NBA star who's averaging 26.2 points. That's what he averaged this past season. Helped Memphis get the number two seed in the Western Conference playoffs. These distractions off the court do not bode well for the young man. And the Grizzlies suspending him, he might want to take a lot of time off. Although Memphis fans are like, no, 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 no. Don't let him have too much time off because this guy's a big part, a, a huge part of their success. Let's talk a little college softball as Oklahoma, which has won the past two Women's College World Series, which is held there in the Oklahoma City area. The Sooners are the overwhelming favorite to win again. They got the number one overall seed. They won the Big 12 championship Saturday, beating Texas and got the overall spot. And I think the softball ladies get going this weekend with their postseason. UCLA, which got a win over Oklahoma in last year's World Series, captured the number two overall seed. Then you have four teams that are seem to be perennial inclusions in this women's softball postseason. Florida State, Tennessee, Alabama, and Washington all got high seeds as FSU was the number three seed, Florida, or rather Tennessee, was the number four seed in the women's softball postseason. The Crimson Tide, which has won a few natties in softball, are number five. The, the Oklahoma State Cowboys are your sixth seed. Washington is seventh. And Duke, hey, Duke has a softball team? Yes, they do. And they're the number eight national seed for women's softball. A very, very impressive feat for the Duke Blue Devils. I think Duke's baseball team's even doing well. In fact, let me give you the update on what's going on baseball-wise from the past weekend. I don't have the brand-new top 25 poll, but this should be the last weekend forthcoming of regular season play for college baseball. So this past weekend, you had the penultimate series for most of these teams, and... It was a weekend where the weather cooperated for the most part across the southeast. I know there was a few thunder boomers out there at some point uh, in the southern portion of the south. I mean, that's like the Gulf Coast area. I think they had some late afternoon storms coming through. But over the weekend, you had Kentucky and Tennessee had a series. Man, they had some good ones too. Uh, you also had over the weekend Duke and Georgia Tech getting together. Uh, top 25 matchup went down between Florida and Vanderbilt. I'm going to give you more details on how it all played out over the weekend. I know Clemson, I think they won for like the ninth straight time in ACC play, and they got a series sweep over Virginia Tech over the weekend. I think that was on the road as well. South Carolina got a good win against Arkansas. Again, more info, more detailed information on college baseball, and maybe we'll even get the latest poll coming in as those teams get ready for their postseason. First, by the most of them have a conference tournament, and then they go on to the postseason the weekend after that. But uh, baseball and softball, it is definitely springtime. And I don't know about y'all, but I felt 
that spring had finally sprung, and maybe even summer sprung, Sunday afternoon, my goodness. Most of the South saw temperatures in the 80s, pushing toward 90. I had to put on a pair of shorts, for goodness sakes. And it felt so good to do that <laughs> on a beautiful Sunday, Mother's Day Sunday. At least at least where I was, hopefully your Sunday was bright and cheerful and you got a good Mother's Day meal all together. Now, the place I went Sunday was not crowded, thank goodness, but I know I talked to a buddy of mine Sunday night and his mother-in-law loves to go to Cracker Barrel every year for Mother's Day. And he told me, that they had to wait an hour, and then when they finally got seated, he and his family, which was not the biggest family, it took them over an hour to get their food at their Cracker Barrel. But, you know, it's Mother's Day. What do you expect? I told him, look, don't go to Cracker Barrel on Mother's Day. If you're going to be complaining about waiting, that's not really the place you want to go. Go to Cracker Barrel on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's that's what I told him. You know, Cracker Barrel is a, a favorite place for a lot of people really throughout the country but here in the south we we like our cracker barrel it's pretty pretty neat little addition out of the state of tennessee don't you think and uh it is it's just a good place to go love that cracker barrel breakfast though on sundays and saturdays if you can sneak over there and get some of those uh pancakes they got that buttermilk syrup that's really good i don't like that maple syrup though they got a very unusual strong taste on their syrup in my opinion but a lot of you like it. I know you do because I see the people out there on the rocking chairs every time I go by a Cracker Barrel, and I'm thinking, I don't think they're going to be going down. I don't think there's a single Cracker Barrel that probably had to shut down during COVID. That's just a guess, but uh, I think they're going to be all right. This is the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to switch over from talking about sports and pancakes to talking about what's going on on social media across the southeast. We'll have that. It's our Hashtag hullabaloo, and that is coming up right after this timeout on the show that shakes the Southland. Did you know we are a co-op? Hello, folks. This is Gary Deaton at Deaton's Carpet Wine. Yes, we're locally owned and a thousand stores strong nationwide. In 1985, Deaton's united with another independent business just like us to gain buying power and added value, to give you a shopping experience that you will just love. As a family business supported by Carpet One membership, we are dedicated to our local community, and yes, we're dedicated to helping others. So ask about our beautiful guarantee. If you don't just love it, we'll replace it. And our healthy living installation that removes mold, mildew, and dust mites. Our lifetime labor warranty on everything that we install. Those three guarantees make your buying experience almost priceless. Deaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're a co-op. North America's largest flooring buying co-op. So come by Deaton's Carpet One. We'd love to serve you. We're located on the 45 Bypass right here in good old Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, y'all. Having trouble finding the right property? Looking for them through all the wrong places? It's a hassle and a lot of work. And at Keller Williams Prime Team, finding the most suitable property is not a challenge at all. Our agents have the knowledge and experience. Finding properties, negotiations, and more are all the things we can do to complete the transaction for you. We have a team member that would be great for you, and finding that perfect property is never a problem with us. Expect friendly agents, excellent services, and skills at Keller Williams Prime Team. Learn how we can bring the warmth of home to our clients. Give us a call, 731-300-7103. 
Roberts Jewelers, your local jeweler for over 75 years. Thanks for choosing Roberts as your local family-owned business. Roberts has an in-house jeweler and appraiser, Dennis Hornsby, who is a graduate gemologist and has been with Roberts for over 30 years. Roberts does custom-designed jewelry in their very own RJ Case Custom Design Studio. Book your appointment with Chris online at robertsjewelersinc.com. Stay in the know with events and promos on Roberts Jewelers Facebook and Instagram. Roberts Jewelers, 405G Van Drive in Jackson. This is Super Talk 93.1, your go-to radio station for informed discussion and insightful commentary. Super Talk 93.1. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. We are starting you up here on y'all here in this first hour. Got a lot of great stuff coming your way today on the show that covers everything Southern. Today is May 15th. And in hour two, I'm going to give you a little early heads up about what's coming up in hour two. I'm going to get a little personal with you. Today, May 15th, is the 30th anniversary of yours truly's college graduation. I got my sheepskin May 15th. 1993 and in hour two I'm going to play an audio clip from my college graduation May 15th 1993 and the reason I'm doing that is not to brag on me although I'm quite proud to be an alumnus of the Citadel which is where I graduated from but the commencement speaker we had there on that beautiful spring day in Charleston, South Carolina was Ronald Wilson Reagan. As the former president flew all the way from California to Charleston to be our commencement speaker at my little college right there on the banks of the Ashley River. And what a truly incredible honor it was to receive my diploma from him. And I'll tell you what he did at 80 two years old I believe is what he was at the time and one of his last public appearances speaking at my graduation and I've got again audio of that amazing day in my life and I hope you don't mind if I share some of that an hour too because it was such a huge huge deal one of the best days in my life and I got to share it with the Gipper and I hope you don't mind in fact speaking of Ronald Reagan we're going to have a Ronald Reagan love fest here today because in hour three, Megan Hedwall is going to be back with us. And she grew up a large part of her childhood in California. But she grew up after Reagan was even president. So we're going to have a discussion with her about the impact of Ronald Reagan as a, a, a she's in her 20s. What is it? What does Ronald Reagan mean to people who weren't even alive when he was president? If you're like me and I think fortunate to have grown up in the 1980s and and been around in the 1980s. I thought Reagan was just one heck of a president. Definitely one of the two best presidents of my lifetime and probably the best, probably the best. 
and what all that meant. I know some people may disagree, but we had a pretty good decade back in the 1980s, and we're going to talk about that in Hour 3 today with Megan. But in Hour 2, I'm going to play you some of that audio from Ronald Reagan's commencement address to the Citadel class of 1993 at graduation day, May 15th. 1993 so bear with me as i get a little personal i don't try to do it too much here but uh it's a big freaking deal in my opinion to to have graduated from that school but also to be sitting here 30 years later you know i've had classmates die and uh we've gone through divorces just like any school you know you, you go through the passage of time but it's a a real honor to be sitting here today and be from that little tiny school in South Carolina. So I'm I'm gonna get a little personal if you don't mind in hour three. Right now I'm gonna get real personal with you on social media. It's hashtag hullabaloo time on the Y'all show. And we're gonna go to El Guero. Captain Bellamy is the Twitter account. That's B-E-L-L-M-I-E, not Bellamy as in Bellamy Brothers, but at Captain Bellamy. And Captain Bellamy, you know, you're just uh, Spicing things up for us here in this first hour of the Y'all Show. Captain Bellamy on Twitter has a picture of crawfish and corn all in a pot. And he's got them all mixed in. And his hashtags are hashtag mudbugs, hashtag southern. And (laughs) I think he's kidding on this. He's just trying to be a wise guy, the old captain. He's got hashtag cocaine. I guess is, is eating crawfish and corn together, kind of like having the white stuff. I don't, I don't know. I've not had the white stuff, but uh, I've had the crawfish and and the corn. Although I'm more of a shrimp and corn guy, the old low country boil. Uh, that's what I like. But but hey, the South, especially down toward the Gulf, love them some crawfish. And when you can mix in a good crawfish boil with with corn and and I guess some people put sausage in there too. Maybe I just didn't see that in this picture from El Guero. That would have been a perfect Mother's Day thing. You know, I I was talking about going out to eat in a previous segment. How many of you cook on Mother's Day for your mama? And surely, if you're a mama out there, surely you didn't cook Sunday, did you? You know, that's the one day maybe of the year you get treated. I just spoke to United States Senator Marsha Blackburn last week, and I was talking to her about Mother's Day And she said that Mother's Day, and I'm trying to say it in Marsha Blackburn's voice, Mother's Day is the one day year that my husband, my son, and my son-in-law take us out and treat us. And she's talking about, I guess, her daughter and her daughter-in-law. They all go out probably somewhere in the Franklin or Brentwood area of Nashville, and they get treated on Mother's Day at a meal. Or maybe they cook at home. She didn't. She didn't elaborate, but that's probably a similar thing for most people. And then she would have had to come back if she's going to be doing that in Tennessee. Would have had to flown back for the weekend because I know they were back in session in Washington D.C. for a few days last week. But yeah, women, you deserve on Mother's Day to be treated like the queens that you are, especially if you're a mama. E pluribus unum. That is the organization i'm gonna tell you about now their twitter account is unum fund and if you don't know about this this e pluribus unum was formed in 2018 by mitch landry the former mayor of new orleans he's actually in biden's i don't know if he's in his cabinet but he's an advisor 
course, his sister used to be the U.S. Senator for the state of Louisiana, but Mitch Landry founded E Pluribus Unum in 2018 with the premise that we must confront the issue of race head-on if we are to move forward. We believe our cities and towns will only thrive if they find a way to unite around a common purpose to better understand the ways in which systemic racism and economic inequality impacts Southerners, the E Pluribus Unum team traveled the South extensively, visiting 28 communities across 13 states. Again, this is an organization founded by Mitch Landry taking race issues head-on. And what they've created are what they call Unum Fellows. They've got academics across the South that are out there studying, and they're coming through to help out. And their tweet this week from at UNUM Fund says, Meet our new cohort of Unum Fellows. These leaders were selected based on their merit, Southern ties, and ambition to create a more sustainable and equitable world. Congratulate them on our thread they started there. So let me tell you who these Unum fellows are coming out of E Pluribus Unum. Congratulations to these two Unum fellows as they have the Climate and Environmental Justice Cohort, according to their website. One recipient of this for this year is Amanda Delperdang. She is at the Mississippi Delta Nature and Learning Center in Greenville, Mississippi. And she is a Unum Fellow from E Pluribus Unum. And the other recipient, again, these people are out there getting this because of their merit, their ties to the South, and ambition to create a more sustainable and equitable world, according to E Pluribus Unum. The other recipient, Clinton Woods, who is the District 1 representative on the Birmingham, Alabama City Council. So Clinton Woods and Amanda Delperdang are your Unum Fellows for 2023. And maybe this one time only, I can tell both of them, although one is a female, I can say, congratulations, fellows. <laughs> oh, man, I just tickle myself sometimes. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, that is a quick look at some hashtag hullabaloo fun on this Monday. Hope you all jo- enjoyed that. And again, congratulations to those fellows, the the man and the woman, for getting that great honor. We will wrap up this hour. We'll come right back and tell you about how y'all can connect to y'all right here as each and every day we get together and discuss all things Southern. And we'll do that right after this. Hey, 
Jackson in West Tennessee. Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun. But we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit DustinBuys.com. Elite Contractors is the number one choice for roofing in West Tennessee. But did you know that Elite Contractors does the same quality work in water mitigation? Helping you recover from natural disasters, pipes bursting, mold extraction, and more. Working directly with the insurance company. For over 20 years, Elite's award-winning and experienced team has been dedicated to exceeding our customers' expectations. Elite Contractors wants to be your contractor for life. For all your commercial, residential, and insurance restoration needs. Visit our website to see our work and schedule an estimate. EliteContractorsUS.com Snap, snap, snappy tomato pizza. Oh. Snappy tomato pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns in Jackson is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Serving the best pizza around. Also hoagies, pastas, salads, calzones, and wings and desserts. Snappy tomato pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns near Dick's Sporting Goods in Jackson. Snap, snap, snappy tomato pizza. Oh. to make your day. Southern Airways is putting Jackson back on the map. Flying from McKellar Sipes and making connections in Atlanta is easier than ever because Jackson has been awarded our own gate at the busiest airport in the world. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield. Land directly at gate E37. Tokyo to your left, Orlando to your right. It's all easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Book today at iFlySouthern.com. Hey jumpers, come out and fly high with us at Sky Zone Wednesday through Sunday. The homeschool hop is every other Wednesday, 11 to 1. Little Leapers, Friday 10 to noon. And Friday night, it's Family Glow Night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday Night Glow is 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Glow shirts, glow necklaces, glow face paint, music, and glow lights. Book your birthday parties at Sky Zone. Find Sky Zone on Facebook for pricing and hours. Save time in line. Sign your waivers online. Skyzone.com slash Jackson. Exit 85 near the ballpark. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern.
old Vince Gill you hear singing alongside Patty Loveless and uh, one of her big songs, Timber, I'm Falling in Love. And, you know, Vince, to his credit, he has a way of teaming up with some beautiful ladies. Even going back to when he first got going in music, at least in, in Nashville, he and Roseanne Cash wrote some songs together, and they had, a, I think, a, a duet out in the mid-'80s. And, and then he moved on to, to, of course, teaming up with Patty Loveless in a lot of ways. And, and then he teamed up in a big way with a lady named Amy Grant, Vince Gill, just a, a voice straight out of Norman. That would be, that's his hometown, Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> but he's got that angelic voice. And Patty Loveless got a good voice as well, although I don't hear much about her. Vince, I know, at least gets out and sings some more. We're going to have country music a lot on this show. If you're just tuning us in for the first time, we'll have a country music report on Thursdays. And most of the times, we'll have our good friend off of Music Row, Precious, someone I've known 30 years. She and I have together covered country music for all of these years. And and, uh, I'm going to get to Nashville pretty regularly. We'll have that here on the Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have all kinds of information coming up on the Y'all Show. Just today alone, we're going to have all kinds of information as we normally do here. But if you want to get involved, it is very easy to do that. We've got our number to do that anytime, 24-7, text line 615-208-4184, 615-208-4184. And then if you just need to talk to us, you can do that at 731-554-1169. Coming up in Hour 2 of the Y'all Show, in addition to talking about Ronald Reagan appearing at yours truly's college graduation 30 years ago today, and we'll have a clip courtesy of C-SPAN of that uh, tremendous day in my life, we're going to also talk Southern history, as this week it is the anniversary of the Brown versus Board of Education decision by the Supreme Court. I'm going to tell you something you might not have known about that decision, and we'll share that, plus a couple of first ladies of history have birthdays this week. Maybe the greatest first lady in history has a birthday this week, and she's a good North Carolina native. In fact, I think the other lady this week that's celebrating was a North Carolina native first lady. So we'll have information as we do a Southern History Spotlight in hour number two. Plus, we will also have for you all of the news of the day. And that's coming your way in hour two of this, the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. And we are excited to have you join us. And we will be right back here after this quick news timeout to get the fun going. Stay tuned. West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says the United States Border Patrol has experienced a 50% drop in encounters since Title 42 ended last Thursday. Mayorka says the Border Patrol reported 6,300 encounters on Friday and 4,200 on Saturday. 
He noted that the Border Patrol saw more than 10,000 encounters earlier in the week. And Mayorkas did caution it's too early to say if the expected surge has peaked. One Democrat senator is not sure an agreement on the debt ceiling will be reached in time. Senator Chris Murphy says he's skeptical that things will be handled before the presumed June 1st deadline. If we want to get serious about deficit reduction, then you have to put tax increases for billionaires and corporations on the table. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, the Connecticut Democrat explained that Republicans wanting to include the budget in negotiations is the main reason he doesn't expect the issue to be resolved in the next two weeks. Murphy put most of the blame on House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I'm Dave Collins. Ukraine's President Zelensky is visiting Britain today, seeking hundreds more missiles and attack drones in an effort to help his war effort against invading Russia. The U.K. government confirms Zelensky's arrival and said he will meet with Prime Minister Rushi Sunak at the Prime Minister's country retreat outside London. It's Zelensky's second trip to the U.K. since February of 2022, when the war began. China sentenced a 78-year-old United States citizen to life in prison today on spying charges. Details of the charges against John Xingwan Liang, who holds a permanent residency in Hong Kong, have not been publicly released. The sentencing comes as President Biden is traveling to Hiroshima, Japan, for the Group of Seven Major Industrial Nations Summit starting Friday. Thanks for listening. This is USA News. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zelgen's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zelgens can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zelgens can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. The Wall Street Journal is reporting today a group of former Soviet republics has become a major transshipment center for U.S. and European computer chips, lasers, and other products with civilian and military uses headed for Russia. An analysis of United Nations trade data shows the so-called dual-use products to countries in Russia's areas rose sharply in 2022, skirting sanctions placed on them by the Biden administration for invading Ukraine. Buffalo, New York marked the one-year anniversary of a racially motivated mass shooting that left 10 people dead. New York Senator Chuck Schumer spoke Sunday as the victims were honored with a moment of silence and a church bell chiming at Topps Friendly Market. We've all come together to feel the pain that we felt that day and still feel today, but also the resolution that we are not just going to feel pain we are going to do some, make some good come of this. The grocery store located in a predominantly black neighborhood was targeted by a self-professed white supremacist to open fire there last May. The gunman was sentenced to life in prison earlier this year. I'm Skip Kelly. Nearly 11 million people in the Pacific Northwest were under heat advisories. As forecasters warn cities, including Seattle and Portland, could see more temperature records set today from the intense heat wave. 
The early season heat wave that began Friday has seen temperature records broken from Washington and Oregon to Alberta, Canada. Lance Pry, USA News. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. A good win, a rather Monday to you on this beautiful day across the South. I'm John Rolla. What was I thinking? Got Wednesday on my mind. I hadn't even got through Monday. Good Lord, Monday's just getting started, y'all. But I guess it's so exciting to be here with you. And we are tickled that you would take time out of your busy day to come join us here on the Y'all Show. If you want to get involved, if, if you've got a few things you want to get off your mind we welcome that right here on the show about the southeast our text line is open at 615-208-4184 gonna have a lot of history that we're going to address here on the y'all show literally gonna have a blast from the past before we wrap up hour two today as we're gonna have a history spotlight as we're going to be celebrating a couple of first ladies in our american history who have connections to the south they were born this week We'll also tell you about the Brown versus Board of Education decision, which was decided this week back in the 1950s. And are you familiar with the last name Penn, as in P-E-N-N? If you think that name Penn is exclusively for that state that has Penn as a part of it, well, you would be mistaken because there was at least one historical Penn that had nothing to do with the Keystone State and I'll explain who that pen was right here. So get your pen, as in P-E-N, out 
and learn a little Southern history right here on the Y'all Show here in the second hour. And as I have told you in uh, the few, few segments before, this today, May 15th, represents the 30th anniversary of yours truly getting his college degree. And on that commencement address of 1993, a man named Ronald Reagan addressed my class at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. And I've got, courtesy of C-SPAN, a three-minute clip from that day of Ronald Reagan talking. And so this isn't necessarily promoting me. It's promoting Ronald Reagan and how awesome that guy was. And we're going to be playing that here on this 30th anniversary of my degree from my uh, alma mater. So we're going to have that here in hour number two. And then we're going to, in hour three, Megan Headwall will be back on. And she was born after Reagan was president. And I want to talk to her as a person from a different generation, if you will, about what Ronald Reagan's impact means to her, if, if, if anything. How many youngsters even know that much about the guy that loved jelly beans? The actor turned president. We're going to have all that coming up later in the show. So stick around for that fun. Let's start out this hour with some headlines across the country and we'll start off with the first lady of the united states jill biden as sunday was mother's day and she decided to pick up the telephone and make a call to educators in hammond louisiana the elementary school teacher rhonda williams was surprised with a mother's day call from jill biden the White House Sunday actually released a video of that conversation. Now, Jill Biden has been a classroom teacher for 30 years, and she thanked Rhonda Williams for her lifelong work in Louisiana education and for inspiring the next generation of teachers. The First Lady made the call as part of her ongoing effort to highlight the teaching profession and the recruitment of teachers. Jill Biden has taught 2009 English, or actually has taught since 2009 English, and writing at Northern Virginia Community College that's in the D.C. suburbs. The reason that Biden called Rhonda Williams as Williams' daughter, Christina Ballard, had wrote a letter to Biden about her mother back on March 21st. And Ballard wrote, My mother was a teacher and is now doing excellent work in her community as a literary specialist. I follow in her footsteps. She has been a role model for me ever since, and now so have you wrote Ballard, who is studying to be an elementary school teacher at Western Governors University. Go WGU. And she said that she hopes to write, to go on and get her doctorate, as Dr. Jill Biden has done. And so that was a nice gesture, although that would scare me if I got a phone call from somebody on Mother's Day and it wasn't my child congratulating me on Mother's Day, or, or, or a complete stranger. But maybe this lady felt a connection to Jill Biden, and so it was okay to get a call from her on Mother's Day. Or maybe it was all set up, and they knew that it was going to come through either way. But a nice a nice gesture, and congratulations on getting that call. And this, again, reminds me to remind all of you out there how thankful we are for our mamas, and we're also thankful for our wonderful teachers across the Southeast. And what about those who do double duty? getting a, a chance to be both a mom and a teacher. Now, that is truly pretty darn neat. Now, to more serious news from the weekend, as the border has been the big spotlight by a lot of people 
as we all know for last week's Title 42 coming to an end, the number's not quite as high as I thought they would be as far as the illegal immigration thanks to Title 42 ending. The numbers actually for Friday and Saturday were lower than they were earlier in the week. They had a total of 6,300 arrests made by Customs and Border Patrol on Friday and 4,200 arrests coming in on Saturday. That from U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He gave those results, those numbers, well below the 10,000-plus on the three days prior to Title 42 coming to an end. Mayorkas interviewed Sunday on CNN said that that they're in day three of Title 42 ending, and they've been planning for the transition for months and months, and they're executing a plan and will continue to do so. Despite the drop in recent days, authorities predict arrests will spike to between 12 and 14,000 a day. That from the Deputy Border Patrol Chief. He said that in a court filing filed on Friday. But the numbers, at least for right now, not as expected to be as high, but still a lot. And what are these people doing when they get here? They don't have, in most cases, job lined up. They don't have a place to live. They don't have food. They don't have money. It's a big, big, hot mess. So what is the administration doing about it? Well, the border czar, she's not doing much because on Sunday she ended up being in Atlanta's Buckhead neighborhood for a, for a fundraiser for Democrats. Kamala Harris was asked about this, and she essentially didn't bring up at all. She was given the job of finding the root cause of mass migration, the so-called border czar by the administration, and she hasn't done anything except visit the border one day. Now, Sunday she gave remarks at the Democratic Party of Georgia's spring soiree. She did not mention immigration one dime during her speech that lasted about 20 minutes. The vice president instead focused on abortion, infrastructure, and protecting democracy. So let's see here. Two of those three would be huge liberal talking points, abortion and probably talking about voter suppression protecting democracy, although I've not heard her speech. But, yes, Kamala Harris in the South, in Atlanta, over the weekend. Elsewhere across the country, Ron DeSantis in the news. Yes, he went to Iowa over the weekend. So did President Trump. President Trump's scheduled rally there in Iowa ended up getting canceled because of tornado warnings in the Des Moines area. Although I saw one report that... He canceled it at the last minute because the crowd was going to be lower than he wanted. I don't know about that. It looked like an ugly scene weather-wise all day Saturday there in Des Moines. And the president ended up canceling. Says he's going to come right back as soon as he gets a chance. Ron DeSantis was successfully uh, able to to have a, a meeting or press conference or whatever he was doing in Iowa. Come on, Ronnie boy. Either jump in and run or stop teasing us here. Make up your mind. But he's in the news today for a whole other reason. He is supporting Daniel Penny. That's the Marine charged in the chokehold death of that guy on the New York subway. In a tweet Friday, Governor DeSantis weighing in on something that he really doesn't have to. Is this an unforced error by the potential presidential candidate? He weighed in Friday. We must defeat the Soros-funded district attorney's stop the left's pro-criminal agenda, and take back the streets for law-abiding citizens. 
and then he included information for a fundraiser for Daniel Penny, the Marine charge now for the death of Jordan Neely. Now that's been played over and over, the, the chokehold death, as he kept him there for about 15 minutes on the ground in the New York City subway after this guy attacked people and was causing a lot of problems on the subway. And this guy, this former Marine, goes in, and I guess you're not a former a Marine that wasn't in active duty, I think, at the time. And Ron DeSantis coming to his aid publicly. We'll see if that helps or hurts his cause as he's jockeying for potential presidential status. Here's a guy with a connection to the U.S. State Department in history and also a guy known for his work in the civil rights world, Hotting Carter III, a State Department spokesperson during the Iran hostage crisis. He's died at the age of 88. Hotting Carter was a newspaper publisher in Mississippi, ended up living in the North Carolina area for a while. If I think he died in Chapel Hill over the weekend. Hiding Carter has died at the age of 88. A civil rights activist, who again at one time during the Carter years was a State Department spokesperson, and he's the one that informed Americans about the Iran hostage crisis and won awards for his TV documentaries. Hiding Carter, before moving to Washington, D.C. during the Carter years, was the editor and publisher of the newspaper The Delta Democrat Times in Greenville, Mississippi. At one time, he was the co-chair of the Loyalist Democrats, which was a racially diverse group that won the credentials for the 1968 Democratic National Convention. And that was a huge, huge scene there in Chicago at that 68 convention because they unseated the all-white delegation by the sitting governor of that state at the time, John Bell Williams. And that's what caused a lot of the chaos of Chicago. And that was the official split, if you will, in Mississippi between Democrats and Republicans was 1968's Democratic National Convention. And this guy was all about integration and and all about changing the way things were back in the 1960s and then continued to be a newspaper publisher. He was a New Orleans native that ended up moving to Greenville there on the Mississippi River and won a Pulitzer Prize in 1946 for a series of editorials critical of the treatment of the way the U.S. treated Japanese Americans during World War II and got threats throughout the 50s and 60s with his liberal policies and publishing the newspaper, got threats from the KKK and more, and now has died at the age of 88, Hotting Carter III, former U.S. State Department spokesperson during Jimmy Carter's presidency. Here's a story, speaking of uh, wild stories of the day, perhaps. You've got an 18-wheeler. We love our truckers out there. We love what they do, how amazing the job is that they are able to do and navigate the highways and the idiotic drivers that we have on the highways across the South and around the country. And I'm one of those idiotic drivers for sure. But this story comes to us from the Peach State where an 18-wheeler, you know, it's one thing to drive one of those things and lose control because it's easy to do with these idiotic drivers and such, as I just said. But in Dublin, Georgia, at the federal courthouse there, a driver of a tractor-trailer fell asleep 
and his truck hit the building, the federal courthouse there, the J. Roy Rowland Federal Courthouse, Dublin, Georgia, at 12.30 in the morning Friday. Thankfully, nobody was having court at that time, but this truck struck barricades and hit the building. The driver was not injured, and the damage to the courthouse was being assessed over the weekend. And it looked like this thing hit it right in the front of the building. It was built in 1937, this federal courthouse there in Dublin, which is about halfway between Atlanta and Savannah. And I have gone through not only Dublin, Georgia, in my time, but I've gone through East Dublin, Georgia. And I know I just said that Dublin is about halfway between Atlanta and Savannah. Do y'all know what's around Dublin, Georgia? And why I think I was actually passing through there when I did that many years ago? Dublin, GA is not all that far from Vidalia, GA. (laughs) And I went there to get a whole bunch of Vidalia onions back in the uh, good old days where I didn't care if I loaded up on onions. I didn't care if somebody might want to get near me or not. Now, that's not that's not true. I I think I picked them up and, and was just driving. Like speaking of truck drivers, I was driving a truck, come to think of it. Not an 18-wheeler, just a, like a 12-wheel car. But, yes, Vidalia onions are a wonderful thing here in this part of the world. And Dublin, Georgia, not all that far from that city of Vidalia. And our last headline here, how about this great honor coming from the Bluff City of Memphis as the Memphis City Council unveiled a street Friday honoring Mid-South boxing legend, the King McKinney, Kennedy the King McKinney. And this was held at the intersection of Park Avenue and Josephine Street. This resolution passed in February, and it is going to honorarily, it's going to honorarily rename a portion of Park Avenue for this 1988 Olympic gold medalist, the King, Kennedy McKinney. And he's got a street name in Memphis now, and we congratulate the family for that of this boxer. Back in 1988, that would have been the Seoul Olympics. I remember that year well because I think the Soviet Union skipped that one. You know, we had those crazy times back in the, 70s and 80s and I guess even going back to the 60s where we would have a year where one of the two teams depending on where the country was who was hosting the Olympics whether it would be a western style Olympics or the east would be in charge I don't think like for example they had the Olympics one time in Sarajevo Yugoslavia Lavia, and I don't think America participated in those Olympics back in that time period and and the Russians didn't come to the 84 Olympics in Los Angeles, as far as I can remember. And that's one of the reasons, remember, Ted Turner started his own little Olympic knockoff, maybe the World Games, I think is what it was called, back when TBS would cover that thing. But this guy, the king, now has a portion of a street, Park Avenue and Josephine Street, that intersection in Memphis, named after the 1988 gold medalist, Boxing legend, the king. Congratulations. And it appears he was there, although I don't have proof that he was there or not because I don't know, I don't have a bio for the king. But I think he's there because I'm looking at video now. 
And uh, he looks like he'd, yeah, 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 he was there. So that's good news. That is good. He needs a Wikipedia entry for Kennedy the King McKinney because that's what I was trying to find. And uh, looks like he could still put a powerful punch if need be <laughs> to whoever's out there. That wraps up some of the headlines here for this second hour of the Y'all Show. We'll come back after this timeout and jump into some of the Southern history of the week here as we honor some great feats, including the end of the Brown versus well the the Brown versus Board of Education decision was made this week back in the 1950s. That plus some first ladies having birthdays. And we'll tell you about Penn. All that is just ahead. Are you being pulled in too many directions and can't seem to keep it all together? Well, if your job is managing the marketing, print, or mail for your company, your job just got easier. Allegra Design Print and Mail has the experience and expertise you need. From graphic design and vibrant full-color printing to larger-than-life signs and banners, we even have promotional products. So take a deep breath, call Allegra and Jackson, and put your mind at ease. For online convenience and total solutions to your marketing and communication needs, visit us at AllegraJackson.com or call 664-1676. Stop by and see us at 1029 Old Hickory Boulevard. Looking for a reliable automobile, a second car, or a vehicle for a new driver, Millsaps Auto Sales offers family-friendly inventory, providing growing families the ability to put everyone on the road. Financing plans designed to fit all family budgets. Tony Millsaps, owner of Millsaps Auto Sales, one of this area's most trusted pre-owned car dealers. So if you're trading vehicles, selling your car, Tony's goal is for you to be 100% satisfied. Visit Millsaps Auto Sales. From the 45 bypass, drive a half mile on airways toward the airport. Millsaps Auto Sales is on the left. Have you heard? Aeneas Internet and Telephone and Southwest Tennessee Electric are bringing fiber internet to your area. Enjoy unlimited data and high speeds at affordable pricing. Receive free installation, free standard equipment, and local support. Pricing starts at only $59.95 a month. Ask us about the affordable connectivity program and save $30 off your internet package. For information and availability, sign up at fiber.aeneas.com. That's fiber.aeneas.com. Or give us a call at 731-554-9200. Border to border and river to river. You're listening to West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. Listen online on TuneIn. Search Super Talk 93.1. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Every Monday And get to do something I love I make it home every evening To an angel God sent from above I got an eight-point on camera from last year That this season looks like a ten I got a barn with a fridge full of cold beer it's full of good friends I know I'm a lucky man But I ain't sure I am Cause it ain't like anyone Deserves the world in the palm of their hand I've hit my knees Thankful as can be But the one thing I can't get over 
That's the new song from North Carolina native Luke Combs right here on the Y'all Show. Catchy little tune like that one. Speaking of North Carolina, get ready. I've got a lot of North Carolina history to pass along as this is our Southern History Spotlight here on the show that covers all 16 Southern states. John Rawl is my name. And let me tell you about my fellow John, John Penn. who was a founding father and served multiple terms in the Continental Congress, and he signed both the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation as a delegate of the Old North State. Now, he was born in Virginia. Won't hold that against him. But he came to North Carolina, John Penn. And again, one of the reasons I wanted to point out this guy is when I think of the name Penn, I I didn't know there was a connection to North Carolina. Carolina, but this lawyer ended up coming into Stovall, North Carolina, which is, I think, in the Greensboro area, and was elected to the Continental Congress in 1775, re-elected in 1777, 78, and 79, and is reported to have served with distinction. I wonder if George Washington would agree with that. But this guy, John Penn, was born May 17th of 1741, and that's why we're honoring him today. He was appointed to the North Carolina Board of War following his appointment to the Congress. He practiced law until his death in 1788, which isn't that the year that George Washington took over as president? I think I'm right on that. Or the country officially kind of began in 1788, somewhere in that decade there. John Penn, born this week in 1741, a founding father as a signer of both the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation. This Virginia native, again, lived in Stovall, which is in Granville County, which is right up on the North Carolina-Virginia border. Got a call here here on the Y'all Show. Why don't we take it real quick? Welcome in. You're on the show all about the South. Hey, John Rawl. Gary Deaton here, my friend. Hey there. Just wanted to say, man, I'm glad to hear you back on the air. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. A channel like you that's being underused uh, uh, leaves out all the ability for you to to put out all this history you have about the South. I love it. Well, you know, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, like I just said, I was talking about this guy, John Penn. He signed the Articles of Confederation and the Declaration of Independence. Not, Not too bad. Not too bad. I, I agree with you. Not too bad, brother. Oh. Well, John, I won't keep you. But I just want to say I'm glad you're back on the air. Good to hear, hear you. And uh, you're, 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 you're a real pro, man. And uh, we need to hear the type of things that you put out. You're a little different than everybody else. So, John Rawl, congratulations, brother. Thank you. Everybody, that's Gary. What a great voice he's got right there. And we appreciate the kind words. Again, if y'all want to connect to us, you can do that very easily. We've got our direct line to our text line at 615-208-4184. Or you can follow the lead of one Gary there and uh, call us on our hotline at 731-554-1169. Now, let's keep on with the Southern history. As we've given Mr. Penn plenty of attention, let's move over to some ladies with connections to North Carolina. Did you realize that Dolly Madison was born in Guilford County, North Carolina, this week in 1768? 
Yes, the wife of James Madison, who was the fourth president of the United States. And I think she's probably the greatest first lady in American history. And we all know why, because of her efforts to get the White House, the first White House, up and going as she helped furnish it. And then she tried to save the country, for goodness sakes, during the War of 1820, uh, War of 1812, after the dang British came and set fire to the White House, Madison ordered Paul Jennings, her slave, to save the Stuart painting that was there, as well as another portrait. And she was there trying to save all kinds of things there in the burning White House of 18, what was that exact date uh, during the War of 1812? I guess it would have been in uh, uh, 1814. Uh, I think it was August of 1814 that the British burnt the White House. She got away from there, along with other families fleeing Washington City, and ultimately the country was saved and the war came to an end, but she lived a a very long life. Dolly Madison, born this week in 1768. She died at the age of 81 in D.C. in 1849 lived almost to the start of the Civil War. Did you realize that James Madison was her second husband? Her first husband, a guy named John Todd, passed away in 1793, and then she married old Jimmy Madison in 1794. Dolly Madison, born this week, back in the 18th century. Also born this week is another first lady with a connection to the South, and also a connection to, well, I, I don't know if she lived in North Carolina. I guess she didn't. She skipped past North Carolina. This was the week that Ellen Wilson was born, as she was born in Savannah, Georgia, in 1860. And this was the wife of Woodrow Wilson. She was raised in Rome, Georgia, in northwest Georgia. She was the first lady at the inauguration in, in 1913 of Woodrow Wilson. She arranged White House weddings for two of their daughters during her time. But unfortunately, this wife of Woodrow Wilson, who was at one time, I I think, a head of Princeton University and a governor of New Jersey, Ellen Wilson would die in 1914 while President Wilson was in his first term of office. She died of something called Bright's disease, and she passed away at the age of 54. And Woodrow Wilson would remarry another woman and live and she would be his wife for the rest of his presidency as he remarried a woman named Edith Galt but this Georgia native Ellen Wilson Ellen Axon William Wilson was born this week in 1860 and passed away of Bright's disease in 1914 and she and Woodrow Wilson had three children together she's buried in Rome Georgia This week also in history, we remember that this was the week that Brown versus Board of Education was decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. This decision ruled that U.S. state laws establishing racial racial segregation in public schools unconstitutional, even if the segregated schools are otherwise equal in quality. Now, this decision partially overruled the Supreme Court's 1896 Plessy versus Ferguson decision, a decision that held that racial segregation laws did not violate the U.S. Constitution as long as the facilities for each race were equal in in quality, and that was known as separate but equal. This decision by the Supreme Court 
on May 17, 1954, paved the way for integration and was a major victory for the NAACP with Thurgood Marshall, who was their, I think, chief prosecutor in this deal, or chief um, attorney, if you will, a guy that would end up being on the Supreme Court just a few years later, and it helped pave the way for integration across the entire country. The case that brought this, Board Brown versus the Board of Education, came from all places, Topeka, Kansas. The case involved a public school system there in Topeka that refused to enroll black resident Oliver Brown's daughter at the elementary school that was closest to their home. And they ended up pushing this thing all the way to the Supreme Court. And Brown versus Board of Education decided this week in 1954, May 17th was the date. Now, one thing that I was really stunned by this decision is that it was a unanimous decision, Brown versus Board of Education, because I know of at least one guy that was a member of this court who was even at one time a KKK member, Hugo Black of Alabama. And this was a unanimous decision by the court. See, in the South, racial segregation was the way it was back in the 1950s and most of the 1960s. And when this happened, it was a sea change. There was an absolute sea change on the way things started to change in the South. Now, it took, in some cases, many years. But we had this decision by the Supreme Court in 1954. If you don't know, and I I love to tell people things they may not be aware of, at the time of Brown versus Board of Education, educational segregation was a requirement in the entire Southeast. And when I say Southeast, I'm talking Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, North Carolina, the Confederacy, basically with one additional exception. And this was a state that was not a Confederate state, but it was a slave state. And that would be Delaware. Joe Biden's Delaware was a segregated state from an educational standpoint in the 1950s. Other states had the option of being segregated, and Kansas was was one of those states. And so was New Mexico, states that border the South, Other states, it was forbidden to segregate. Places like California, the entire north was was that way. But the south, and you could say an ugly stain of the south, was this segregation that went on. But that was the way it was. Every southern state was required to have educational segregation in the public schools prior to this decision in 1954. Pretty fascinating stuff, don't you think? And a lot of you listening to me right now may have even gone to a segregated school prior to this decision or or, or after, just after, before, even though this happened in 54, we didn't see Little Rock happen until maybe the next year or two. And it was 1962 that James Meredith came to the University of Mississippi to, to break that segregation there. And throughout the 60s, most public schools throughout this region started having diversity in their ranks, in their in their schools. You could make an argument that in some places you still have segregation. You could say some private schools often are created for legal segregation. And, and you know what? They 
and I don't think they can outwardly decide to choose someone based on their race, but when they start making you pay to play, as most private schools do, the poor don't get a chance to go. And in some places, those poor are disproportionately a minority. That's just the reality. That is the absolute reality that we live in. But this week, Brown versus Board of Education was decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. That, my friends, is a look at history, and hopefully you all enjoy that, especially you, Mr. Gary. <laughs> maybe maybe you learned something. Heck, you might have even been around in 1954 to, to remember such a case like that. We appreciate all of you listening here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, I'm going to get a little personal with you. I don't try to get too personal, but this is a big day for your old boy. This is the 30th anniversary of my college edu- uh, degree and it was on this day in, ni- in 1993 that Ronald Reagan gave me my college diploma. And I'm going to play a clip of that commencement address that Reagan gave the Citadel class of 1993. So if you'll bear with me, we'll do that when we come right back. primary care. I'm Brent Rudder. And I'm Tiffany Simpson. Together, we provide our Jackson patients with excellent ongoing medical care. Call us today and we'll be happy to see you. But if Mylan's closer, give me a call. I'm Lindsay Crocker and I'm ready to see you today. Physicians Quality Care, we treat you like family. So what brings you to Farmer's Park? I like to try to live a healthy lifestyle and healthy fruits and vegetables and just spending time with my family, coming out, the music, and just seeing people you haven't seen in a while, especially due to the COVID pandemic. It's a good feeling. Uh, I come to the farmer's market for the fresh produce and also for the food trucks. I don't live in town anymore, but when I come back, we're to see family. We love to go to the farmer's market. It's just a cool little environment. Everyone here is happy and enjoying all the produce. It's just nice. It's a Jackson staple. I come to the farmer's market because there's a lot of products that you can't get, a lot of different produce that you can't get in places like Walmart, and I know they're a lot fresher, and actually the prices are better. So if you like high-quality veggies, the Jackson Farmer's Market is the place to go. Come see what's waiting for you at the Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. 
Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus, 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook, open six days a week. Your one-stop destination for informed opinions and lively discussions. Super Talk 93.1, West Tennessee's conservative voice. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. You know the tune. All right. Uh, don't know how they kicked into that, but that is the sound from Edinburgh, Scotland, of the regimental band of the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, of which, if you don't mind for a few minutes, I'm going to gloat because today is the 30th anniversary of yours truly picking up my degree in business administration from that school in Charleston, South Carolina. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we can all be happy on an anniversary of where we get a degree from a college or high school or whatever, but that was such a special day 30 years ago in Charleston because a guy named Ronald Reagan was our commencement speaker. Our little school where just about 400 of us were part of the class of 1993, we were able to attract a Ronald Reagan that would have been about 82 years old, I think, Back in 1993, he would have have been, what, uh, uh, three or four years out of being president. And he came, and you know, most of those years after he was president, he was a ghost. He would ride his horse at his ranch with Nancy. You wouldn't really hear from him. He, He was very, very private. But for whatever reason, on this weekend in 1993, President Reagan, the 40th president of the country, decided to fly all the way across the country. He even came to Charleston a couple of days early, and Nancy was not with him. And he came to be our commencement speaker when I graduated. And what a awesome, awesome thing that I've had the picture of him all these years, giving me my diploma. And he gave all of us, I mean, in 1993... Ronald Reagan would have been 82 years old. He was born in February of 1911. This would have been May 15th of 1993. He stood up on stage the entire time that our my classmates and I received our sheepskin and gave us our diploma and congratulated us. He said to me, congratulations, Jonathan. And I've never forgotten that. And it was such an awesome thing. My parents, my brothers... Other family and friends were there, and it was just a packed house there in Charleston for this 1993 graduation. Again, Ronald Reagan, who did not hardly do anything after he got out of office, but for some reason he was drawn to come be the commencement speaker there on that beautiful Saturday morning in Charleston, South Carolina, 30 years ago today. In hour three today, Megan Hedwall is going to be joining me. She grew up after Reagan was even president. And I'm, I'm, going to talk, I'm going to really promote Ronald Reagan and just how big of a deal he was as a president and his impact after 
you know, years after he died. He died, gosh, what was it, in 2004. He's been gone nearly 20 years. But Ronald Wilson Reagan, the Illinois kid, California governor turned actor and or actor turned governor turned president. And if you were like me and happened to have lived in the 1980s, what a great decade it was. And I'm going to give him a lot of that credit. And what a special day it was for me and the roughly 400 other members of the Citadel class of 1993 to have this guy be our commencement speaker. And it was just a, a special time in, in our life, as it would be no matter where you are in life if you graduate from college. But for, for this school to, at that time, still have been an all-male military school and to go through the hardships that we went through and and just the what it takes to go through a military school. My goodness, we had to get up at 5.30. We had to go running. We had to, we had to have an honor system. We had to have our hair cut proper way it was a great thing I, I encourage military schools no matter if it's there or vmi or any of our federal service academies it's a great wonderful option for anybody out there and i salute anybody that's gone to any of those kind of schools because it's 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 a challenge that you don't necessarily have to do to get a college degree but for whatever reason i decided to do that it's one of the best decisions i've ever, ever made and on this day may 15th 1993 it was truly one of the best days of my life and if you don't mind, I want to share a portion of Ronald Reagan's commencement address there at the Charleston campus because, hey, he was the gipper. And I think we could all enjoy hearing a little Ronald Reagan from time to time. Take it away, gipper. It is a special pleasure to address the graduating class of 1993 as together we mark the culmination of the Citadel's sesquicentennial year. My goodness. 150 years. Has it really been that long? <laughs> it seems like only yesterday that Colonel Harvey Dick and I were watching the first 20 members of the Corps of Cadets report to me. You know, the military college has been created that past December, and we weren't quite sure how things would turn out. I remember asking him, Colonel Dick, do you think these original knobs will make the grade? Well, a week later, 10 of them were serving confinements. The other 10 were finishing up tours. And all 20 had turned in at least one ERW. <laughs> you see, some things never change. Come to think of it, I seem to recall the colonel was even driving the same station wagon around <laughs> The only difference was that back then, that wagon had real horsepower. <laughs> Seriously, on my way to Charleston, I took a peek at the guidon, which they tell me is the Bible of the knobs. And the more I read that little booklet, the better I like it. For example, I learned the three permissible knob answers. Sir, yes, sir. And sir, no, sir. And I like this third one best of all. <laughs> sir, no excuse, sir. <laughs> 
By golly, I think we ought to send the entire United States Congress down here. Down here to learn answer number three. And then I read this friendly advice in the book. When you receive an order, carry it out to the best of your ability. Never argue or offer suggestions which you think might be better. This is not in your best interest. (laughs) But it seems to me that the Citadel has a few things to teach the cabinet and the executive branch too. In fact, maybe we should just put the whole federal government through cadet training. Well, amen to that. That, again, just shows you how awesome Ronald Reagan was as a uh, president and as a speaker and taking the time to come all the way across the country back this week in 1993 to be the commencement speaker at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, which I am a member of that class of 93, and it was just absolute, absolute thrill to have him there and to give me my diploma and all my classmates, and I speak on their behalf. Thank you. Mr. President, we'll always be our guy. Of course, we grew up in the decade that he was our president, and then to come there and give us our, our commencement address, pretty, pretty neat. And just like you, if you went to college and you graduated and it's been 30 years or 40 years or 50 years, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you say that the passage of time has been good, but it doesn't come without some... Um, some heartache you know we've lost classmates my roommate was killed in 2002 and i'll always cherish him and always thankful that he was part of that class of 1993 alongside me we've got classmates who've gone on to lead major major companies across the country i've got a couple of classmates who are generals and maybe even an admiral out there serving the country and then there's old john hosting the y'all show but i you know what i'll i'll take it and as the president just said I could go to Congress right now and teach him a few things about, uh, about sir, no excuse, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Sir, no, sir. And so, sir, no excuse, sir. Very important lessons that you learned there as a knob, a first-year or fourth-year cadet at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina. We'll take a break and wrap this hour up right here on the Y'all Show. You get one shot, one chance to save a life when someone has overdosed on opioids. Do you have what it takes? The Jackson Madison Prevention Coalition does. The coalition wants to give naloxone to you for free, no questions asked. This program has saved thousands of lives statewide and it's available in our community. Call 731-694-0741 for more information. That's 731-694-0741. This project is funded by a grant from the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. At Jets Pizza, they never stop hustling. Jets makes their dough fresh every morning, and after many hours and tons of hard work, they've got the best dough on the planet, hand-pressed and baked to perfection. So please respect the crunch. Jets Pizza, two locations in Jackson. Call 379.92 or 355.55. Life is short. Eat better pizza. Jets. 
Jets is now hiring delivery drivers with friendly faces, and you set your own schedule. Are you in the market for a metal roof or a contractor looking for a dependable supplier? Quality Outdoor Products at Three Ways, your metal roofing superstore. Quality Outdoor Products is the factory. They roll, form, roofing, and trim in-house. Quality Outdoor Products also has the best prices in West Tennessee. Right now, get 40-year roofing at 289 per linear foot, 20-year roofing at 259 per linear foot. While supplies last, miss runs and scratch and dent 175 per linear foot. Come by our showroom at Three Way in Jackson. Call 423-1050 or online at qualityoutdoor.net. Roberts Jewelers, your local jeweler for over 75 years. Thanks for choosing Roberts as your local family-owned business. Roberts has an in-house jeweler and appraiser, Dennis Hornsby, who is a graduate gemologist and has been with Roberts for over 30 years. Roberts does custom design jewelry in their very own RJ Case Custom Design Studio. Book your appointment with Chris online at robertsjewelersinc.com. Stay in the know with events and promos on Roberts Jewelers Facebook and Instagram. Roberts Jewelers, 405G Van Drive in Jackson. Davis Brothers Tree Care will take care of your yard while they take care of your trees. The Davis Brothers specialize in hazardous tree removal using the most sophisticated equipment available. And they bring in protective mats and use low-impact techniques to all but eliminate turf damage to your valuable property. Davis Brothers employees are highly trained, fully insured, uniformed professionals. Davis Brothers has an ISA-certified RS on staff, and they're members of the Tree Care Industry Association. This is Mitchell Davis. My twin brother Brock and I specialize in low-impact custom residential tree work. We do all types of tree work, from trimming to complete tree removals. This is Brock Davis, the good-looking twin. At Davis Brothers Tree Care, we pledge to value your business and treat your property with respect. Visit us at davisbrotherstreecare.com or call 345-0942. We've been taking care of West Tennessee's trees for nearly a decade, one beautiful yard at a time. And by the way, I'm the good-looking twin. DavisBrothersTreeCare.com, 345-0942. Where conservative voices are heard loud and clear. We are Super Talk, 93.1 WTJS. This is a y'all show on West Tennessee Super Talk, 93.1 FM. Talk radio for all y'all. All right, we're going to wrap up this hour now and get you ready for hour three. got Megan Headwall going to come on. We're going to continue our discussion on Ronald Reagan. Oh, man, going to be a lot of fun. Maybe if you've got a favorite Ronald Reagan memory or more, hey, let us know about it here on the Y'all Show. We want to try to relive those great years of the 1980s when he was eating jelly beans and, and having a, a good time making us all laugh. Uh, 615-208-4184 is the way to reach out to us here in addition to megan in hour three of this y'all show we will also have you all the sports news of the day including some golf news it was a big big sunday heading into this weekend where it's even going to be a bigger weekend in the world of golf as you've got the second major of the year all set to take place in upstate new york all that right here on the show that covers the south this is the y'all show won't you stick around, please? We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1.
USA News. I'm Lance Pry. Nearly 11 million people in the Pacific Northwest are under heat advisories. As forecasters warn cities, including Seattle and Portland, could see temperature records set today from the intense heat wave. The heat wave that started late last week has seen temperature records broken from Washington and Oregon to Alberta, Canada. Canadian firefighters have been fighting dozens of wildfires for days from British Columbia and up to northern Canada. Chicago's new mayor, Brandon Johnson, will be sworn in today. He will become the 57th mayor of America's third largest city. His administration will face several challenges, including choosing a new police superintendent and coming up with a plan to fight violence. On Saturday, Johnson resigned as Cook County Commissioner. The Department of Homeland Security Secretary says there has been a 50% drop in border encounters. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says the U.S. Border Patrol has experienced the drop in encounters since Title 42 ended on Thursday at midnight. Speaking on CNN State of the Union, Mayorkas said the Border Patrol reported 6,300 encounters on Friday and 4,200 on Saturday. He noted the Border Patrol saw more than 10,000 encounters earlier in the week. Mayorkas did caution that it's too early to say if the expected surge has peaked. I'm Skip Kelly. U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents announced they've arrested an Afghan national who was on the FBI's terror watch list crossing into the United States from Mexico. Representative Daryl Issa, the Republican from California who represents the district where the man was apprehended near Otay Mesa, California, says the Biden administration's border policies are a national security concern. Hockey's Stanley Cup is narrowing down to the final four. Florida, Carolina, and the Vegas Golden Knights are in. The series between Seattle and Dallas continues tonight. Today is officially Peace Officers Memorial Day. USA News. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zelgen's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zelgens can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zelgens can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. The United States and her allies are poised to increase economic pressure on China at this week's Group of Seven Summit in Hiroshima, Japan. It officially starts on Friday. The Wall Street Journal is reporting an expected joint statement will be announced, rejecting the use of economic retaliation against nations over policy disputes and other disagreements. The anticipated statement isn't expected to mention any country by name, but Beijing's increasing use of what it calls economic coercion to show its displeasure with other countries is the purpose of the statement. An NBA player is causing problems on social media again. The Memphis Grizzlies have suspended John Morant indefinitely for flashing a gun on social media. He was seen waving the weapon while sitting in the passenger seat of a car. In March, Morant was benched for eight games after live-streaming himself holding a firearm at a Denver-area nightclub. The All-Star guard subsequently entered a counseling facility and apologized for his actions. 
Morant's suspension is pending a league review. I'm Jerry Barmash. Rescuers today evacuated about 1,000 people trapped by seawater 12 feet deep along western Myanmar's coast after a powerful cyclone injured hundreds and cut off communications. Six deaths were reported, but the true impact is unknown at this time. Strong winds injured more than 700 of about 20,000 people who were sheltering in sturdier buildings on the highlands of Sitway Township. Lance Pry, USA News. Not ready for summer yet? Get ready with Vita Super Slim Plus. Vita Super Slim Plus is the new product you heard about where results are amazing and the weight loss is fast. Just take Vita Super Slim Plus once a day and in just weeks get the results you have been waiting for. VitaSuperSlimPlus.com will get you ready for summer in just weeks, not months. With Vita Super Slim Plus, go to VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. That's VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. Use promo code radio for a free month's You know us for urgent care, but we're also your best choice for primary care. I'm Brent Rudder. And I'm Tiffany Simpson. Together, we provide our Jackson patients with excellent ongoing medical care. Call us today, and we'll be happy to see you. But if Mylan's closer, give me a call. I'm Lindsay Crocker, and I'm ready to see you today. Physicians Quality Care, we treat you like From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. For the final hour of this Monday Y'all Show, John Rawl now joined by our heavy hitter on staff. That's Megan Headwall, and she's here for a discussion on Ronald Reagan and so much more. Megan, good to see you again. And uh, let's make sure you're all... Talk to me. Are you hearing yourself there? Not really? Okay, why are you not hearing yourself? Try it. Let's try it again. Not there? We'll get this fixed somehow, some way. Um, it was Mother's Day on Sunday, and we hopefully all of you out there in y'all world had a, a very good Mother's Day weekend. And um, we're going to try to get this microphone fixed somehow, 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 some way with you, Megan. So can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear yourself? Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know what I did, but the, the gremlins got in here over the weekend. But uh, did you have a good Mother's Day? Did did you? treat mom i did i got her flowers and a card so it was good okay well that's important you know got to take care of your mama absolutely all right um if you have something to pass along to megan today on the y'all show we welcome your feedback 615-208-4184 that's our text line here on the y'all show 
And you also can find us on the Ultimate Guide to the South. That is the y'all.com homepage. Check it out. It's the uh, website that's got all kinds of Southern information. This hour, we're going to continue our discussion on Ronald Reagan. Megan spent the weekend. Megan, or should I say Reagan? (laughs) It does rhyme. It does rhyme, and it's a good name. Uh, Megan is a good name, too, but Reagan's a good name, too. It's probably better. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about Reagan here. If you've got a Reagan memory or something you want to pass along about our great president of the 1980s, feel free to do so on that text line, 615-208-4184. Plus, we've got sports news, and we'll uh, give you a preview of what's ahead on the entire show this whole week all right let's start off with the headlines for the news items of the weekend and here on this monday the border was the big story heading into the weekend megan and according to the customs and border patrol the numbers weren't quite what they thought they would be that's what i heard what 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 do you think of that i don't know i i heard that they were expecting close to seven hundred thousand or a million and the numbers just aren't adding up to what they had expected originally. Yeah, which is, is that a good thing? <sighs> Better than what they predicted, I guess, but no. we'll have to see in the coming weeks. Yeah, well, the more that come, the more somebody's going to have to feed them and take care of them. And, uh, the taxpayers. Yeah, that would be... That would you, be us. Do you pay your taxes? I do, oh, of man. course. I don't pay mine. No, I'm kidding. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited. I actually got a little money back from the federal government this year. Oh, good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It means I paid them too much. Yeah. I still had to pay some other taxes out there. But, yes, so the number's slightly lower than what many people expected as this Title 42 came to an end over the weekend. Did you realize that some of our southern states are pretty, I guess you could say, toward the bottom in the birth rates of the country? No. As we had Mother's Day on Sunday, according to data from the U.S. Census Bureau's American Community Survey, for example, over in Alabama, just 4.7% of women between the ages of 15 and 50 gave birth that year of 2021. And some of the states that lead the way for births, if you want to look at it on the other flip side, the South, in the South, Texas, had a 6% of women between the age of 15 and 50 given birth in 2021 and that's in texas a total of 434,357 women gave birth in the country the state that had i think the least is it the least amount uh, places like vermont had 4.1 percent but north dakota and texas were leading way i think north dakota had more births per capita than any state in the country at 6.7 percent compare that to let's say Louisiana with 5.5. Florida only had a 4.5% rate of women giving birth. Georgia, 5.2. North Carolina, 4.8. Tennessee, 5.3. Kentucky, 5.2. Again, pretty, I I don't know what the typical rate, but as I mentioned earlier in the show, what happened in 2021 that should have greatly impacted how many, the percentage of women giving birth, Megan? COVID. Yeah. Do you think COVID helped? babies being born or it was about the same i i don't know there's a lot that goes into it there was covid there were these i hate to call them vaccines there were these shots Mm -hmm. and so that could have had an impact too. the amount of miscarriages that came from that so yeah well it's interesting information if you can go to the correct federal agency to learn more 
the U.S. Census Bureau is where you go, and you can really get in and look at uh, detailed information state to state to see where all these births were coming from back in 2021. And if you're a two-year-old child now born in 2021, congratulations. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little politics over the weekend. It, it was a Republican uh, fair, if you will, going on in Iowa. President Trump went, was supposed to go into the Des Moines area and have a big rally. That ended up being canceled because of tornadoes that hit that part of Iowa. Ron DeSantis did make it into Iowa and gave some speeches and such. Iowa, at least in the Republican world, I think still the first state. I know the Democrats have reshuffled the way they handled their primary. South Carolina is now the first state for Democrats. But I think Iowa might be still the, the caucus deal they got there in Iowa where you go and, and New Hampshire is right there. Ron DeSantis in Iowa over the weekend making headlines. One of the reasons he's made headlines, Megan, I don't know if you saw this, but he has actually tweeted support of that Marine charge and the chokehold death of the guy on the subway there in New York. On Friday, Ron DeSantis put a tweet out that said, we must defeat the Soros-funded District attorneys stop the left's pro-criminal agenda and take back the streets for law-abiding citizens. Well, I think that, you know, the whole defund the police movement, um, that's made it so that, you know, people aren't being protected as they were before. And now you wonder if you are a citizen, if you see someone who needs help, should you even bother defending them because you're getting arrested for self-defense? Did you see that video? I did. What did you think? You know, I think it's hard It's hard seeing these videos and stuff and just coming up with a conclusion from it. Just because you weren't there, you weren't in that situation, you don't know what led up to it. But we did see that he was trying to give care after the fact. But The Marine was? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, didn't see, I haven't seen the whole video. I do know that he was charged with manslaughter, I think, as opposed to murder. Yeah, which I believe, too, the police there they had already had run-ins with what was his name neely i think he's been arrested he's been arrested several times for even on the subway doing stuff yeah so he's i mean this isn't his first go Mm -hmm. round. yeah no reason to kill him but maybe 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 the guy didn't mean to he probably didn't just trying to get him to calm down not sure that's why they've got people up there they're going to make those kind of decisions but that's the story ronda santa's weighing in on this kind of local issue in new york but it is getting a lot of attention across the southeast good for him and lastly from the mid-south the memphis city council unveiling a new street on friday after a guy who was part of the 1988 olympics that's when ronald reagan was president they had the olympics in seoul south korea and over the weekend the memphis city council unveiling kennedy the king mckinney street it's a honorary thing at the intersection of Park Avenue and Josephine Street and what a great honor as Kennedy the King McKinney was able to attend that he won the gold medal in boxing in 1988 so you're kind of a fit lady what do you think of boxing is it a good thing to be a part of is it too too tough for somebody like me it, it depends what end of the I mean it gives you a good cardiovascular workout. Oh, absolutely yeah because I know a lot of gyms have a I don't even know what it's called, the thing that hangs down that you beat up on. Like the boxing bags. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I could have come up with a boxing bag. (laughs) 
that's not the proper term for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever it's called, all you boxing experts can let us know. But uh, this guy looks like he could still put a hurting on anybody out there. The King, uh, a gold medal winner back in 1988. And now if you go to Memphis, you can see that for yourself. Congratulations. Well, he won that in 1998, and again, at that time, a guy named Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States. When we come back, as we did in hour two, we talked a little bit about Reagan and how I got a chance to get my diploma from him when I graduated from college, which was a pretty cool deal. But I want to talk to Megan about what it means for someone like her, who was not even alive when President Reagan was president. And she grew up part of her life in California, of which a state where he had been governor. And I wanted to find out from Megan what she knows, not just from her own experience, but what Californians you know, may, may have thought about him or what you know about him today. Yeah. As I think a lot of people, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you, you at least respect Ronald Reagan. And his presidency, you could call it a, a little bit of a throwback because things were different back in the days where Ronald Reagan was president and a Democrat named Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House. It was, it was, a, it was a nicer time, you could say back in those days so we'll have our throwback to the 80s when we come back and if you've got something to say about it you're welcome to text us right here at 615-208-4184 the y'all show we'll be right back Go-karts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9. Anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday, midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe. Pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week. Enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center. Fun for friends and family and the perfect place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. Crime rates are rising to all-time highs, and with the current growth of West Tennessee, the security industry is growing at an unbelievable pace. Hi, this is Frankie Lax at MaxGuard, the area's only regionally owned security firm. We are hiring now for unarmed and armed security officers. We can fast track you to be on your post in just a few days. When you come in to apply, you are interviewed same day and if hired, provided with a uniform, necessary equipment, trained right here in Jackson, and get paid weekly. No other security firm can offer these benefits, full-time or part-time. With over 40 years in the security business, we are in high demand. Now is the time to apply. We have job openings in Jackson. Lexington, Ripley, Bells, Dyersburg, Brownsville, and many other area towns. Apply now at our office in the Omni Center, on the Bypass, online at maxcar.com, or on our Facebook page, or call 1-855-745-7222. MaxGuard is an equal opportunity employer. This is Super Talk 93.1, your go-to radio station for informed discussion and insightful commentary. Super Talk 93.1. 
This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern. song right there worked its way up the charts in 1981. Kim Carnes made a big head out of Betty Davis eyes. And 1981 also happened to be the year that Ronald Reagan took over as the President of the United States. I'm John Rawl joined by Megan Headwall right here on the show All About the South. And we're going to take you back to the 1980s for a bit and give a little bit of a discussion of Reagan. Ronald Reagan on this day 30 years ago gave me my college diploma, so that's why I'm giving the Gipper a little bit of love here on today's show, because that was such a huge day for me to be able to meet a, a guy like that, and again, if you didn't hear my discussion, go back and hear it, but for over an hour and a half, this 82-year-old man stood up as a former president of the United States and gave each one of my classmates our diploma and, and called us out by name. That's pretty freaking cool, and uh, that's why 30 years later, it, it still resonates with me, I grew up in the 80s, the, the Reagan decade, as I call it. What a, I think a great decade. We were a, a, a country that seemed to be more united at that time. Things were simpler. We weren't in a big war of any kind. We'd come out of Vietnam in the previous decade. Our hairstyles were not quite so crazy as they were in the 70s. We didn't have shag carpet. It was a pretty good decade. And, and right now, I'm going to talk to Megan, or should I say Reagan Headwall, <laughs> about the 80s and Ronald Reagan, as she is someone who was born well after Ronald Reagan's time in office. And, and she also spent some of her life in California, where he had been governor of that state prior to going on to be president of the United States. And so when I talk to you, Megan, about Ronald Reagan, what have you heard? What is your impression of yeah. this former American president. No, I think he was great. You know, he he was an actor. He became governor of California. He became president. You know, he became known as the great communicator. Um, he had this ability um, with storytelling and humor to educate his constituents and the people and just connect with them on a whole nother level, which I think for anyone, whether you love him or you hate him, you have to respect that, and there's something to be learned there. Well, he was sharp. Now, I know Alzheimer's ultimately led to his downfall, but that was after his presidency. But uh, he, he, remember, not just but a, maybe a month or two into office, John Hinckley shot him. He was lucky to have survived an assassination attempt. Yes, and when he went in for surgery, have you heard the story? He, yeah. he asked all of them, he told them all, 
all the surgeons. I hope y'all are Republicans. <laughs> and uh, the chief surgeon I found out um, was actually a Democrat, but he said, Mr. President, today we are all Republicans, which got a laugh. So He also said he apologized to his wife, Nancy. He said, I forgot <laughs> the duck. Yeah. I mean, just a great sense of humor, even in very serious situations. Um, yeah. And again, you grew up well after he had been president, but do you do you remember anything about him as a child that people speak favorably of him was he completely forgotten about (laughs) no um you know even when i ran in politics and stuff i was still quoting reagan people do all the time you know his most famous quote i would say is the nine of the most terrifying words in the english language are i'm from the government and i'm here to help (laughs) you know (laughs) so he just that one's good although uh, i think his uh, mr gorbachev tear down his wall is pretty strong too (laughs) yeah is that on your list no, I but I know what you're talking about. The whole I won't hold his age against him or lack of experience. But no, he has a couple other good ones as well. You know, the government is like a baby in elementary canal with a big appetite at one end and no responsibility at the other. So the government just wants to eat, eat, and doesn't care what comes out afterwards. Spend money, all that. So. And he was the head of the government as 40th president of the United States, Ronald Wilson Reagan. What a, a great uh, time period. If you were around, I think you would have to agree there were definitely some good points. And it was a, a little bit of a scary time, Megan. I mean, the Cold War was right there, still going on strong in his early years. And by the time Reagan was wrapping it up, we just a month, a few months after he left office, we had the Cold War essentially come to an end mm-hmm. as his successor, George H.W. Bush, as president was the commander-in-chief whenever the Berlin Wall fell. But I think it would not have fallen if not for the strong will of Reagan. And we we fooled. Did you, have you ever heard of Star Wars? Yes. Have you heard of Star Wars? Not the movie, but the other Star Wars that has to do with the military? Yes, I have, but I'm not. Okay. All right. Well, if you weren't around in the 80s, you might not know about this, but there was a this big thing they made a huge deal out of, out of the Star Wars uh, initiative of the U.S. military, and essentially what would happen is if, if the Russians fired off nuclear warheads, we would shoot them down from space. Mm-hmm. That's what it was all about. And we had this whole presentation of how we were going to do it, and it sounded pretty incredible. In fact, I think we can do it. We probably are doing it now. But in 1984 and five, the truth is we really didn't have that up and going. Mm-hmm. But the Russians believed that we did, and they spent a fortune. They spent their their country's fortune trying to overcome that thing, and it put it pretty much economically put the Soviet Union out of business. That plus their war with Afghanistan was going on. And the communism. And the communism was <laughs> the a communism good thing. Communism doesn't work. But, you know, there, evidently communism, if you lived through it in the Soviet Union, must not be the world's worst thing because there's a lot of people in Russia that, and even some of the former Russian Soviet Union states that still long for communism. I'm talking about in like Moldova, mm-hmm. where they have that breakaway republic, Transnistria. They're they're all about the Soviet Union, and I, I watch videos all the time of people who were 50 and above who grew up in the Soviet system that long for that. Heck, I think Vladimir Putin, yeah. he wants a return to the Soviet Union. He would not have been a fan of Ronald Reagan. But he, you know, Reagan, to his credit, speaking of the Soviet Union, did have a pretty good relationship with Mikhail Gorbachev, who is credited with bringing the Soviet Union to its collapse. He just died last year, I think, 
or the year before the guy that had the birthmark up on his head. Yeah. Um, so Ronald Reagan, from a world political standpoint, one thing he did is he engaged Gorbachev. I remember they went and met in Reykjavik, Iceland. It was like the first time in a long time that the head of the U.S. and the head of the Soviet Union actually got together and, and talked about things. And I think they may have even had the first uh, nuclear arms treaty that came out of this time period as he was president of the United States. Now, he had his own health problems. As we said, he had that assassination attempt in 81. Personally, I'll never forget it because I came home from school one day. My mother never had the TV on, but for whatever reason, um, I was a very lucky kid. My parents had one of the first big screen TVs <laughs> at our house. and Nobody else in the area had the kind of big screen TV, and it was a Mitsubishi TV that looked like something you'd see in the movie theater. When I say big screen, it's only about the size of maybe uh, 36 inches in width, which is nothing now, but back in 1981, it's kind of a big deal. And it had the deal where it projected a, the, the, the colors up on a screen like a movie theater. It's pretty pretty crazy. And um, I remember coming home from school, got off the bus. I rode the school bus, Megan, and uh, I came home. That's also something everybody did back when Reagan was president. He rode the school bus. But I came home, and the, the, I, caught, I caught a glimpse of the TV on, which w was never on at that, that time of day, and I thought, that was weird. And I walked in, and it was the news coverage that he had been shot uh, there in, in Washington, D.C. And uh, luckily, he survived, and but he still had a lot of health problems. I remember, you know, not trying to share my life story with you here, but I got a chance to go to the 1985 Boy Scout Jamboree, which is a huge thing in Virginia, where about 30,000 Boy Scouts from all over the world come. And he, the president usually is the featured speaker at that thing. Uh -huh. And he couldn't come. Nancy had to be the speaker, which was fine. But <laughs> it was supposed to be Ronald Reagan. He had a heart issue, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, But uh, I, I should have seen him in 85. I had to wait till 93 to see him. But a lot of people may have had a chance to see him at some point in their life. And, and he, God, he just he's just had that pizzazz about him yeah now california where he was once governor is a state that you lived in in, in in a while i can't believe today that california had a person like ronald reagan as I know. A president i know even arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> well it just shows you how far california or our country has come you know i mean even reagan and i would say devolved but whatever devolved. yeah <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> we're not moving forward we're clearly moving backward yeah um but you know he talked about because Reagan was a Democrat, and he talked about how I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. And, uh, you know, as you said, our country has devolved. I think that if Reagan were to run in a GOP primary today, he doesn't stand a chance. I think he would say the Republican Party, I didn't leave it. It left me. Um, you think? I do. I think that if you look at the way things are going, the Democratic Party today, it's the modern progressives and kind of the socialists and the communists and the old-timey Democrats are leaving, um, partially because realizing from Trump, to come over to the Republican side. And I think that Republicans from back then lean a little bit more libertarian. So it just it's this swinging pendulum, and we're not swinging back just yet. Yeah. So I have to ask you again, as someone who's younger than me, which is a great thing, by the way, <laughs> and, and hopefully a lot of our audience is not, was not around when President, Trump, President, Trump, President Reagan was president— if you had your Mount Rushmore of four presidents, think about it. I'll tell you who mine are <laughs> if we had to reshuffle them. And it would certainly be Washington, 
Yes. I don't have a problem with Washington. I think Jefferson belongs up there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put Lincoln up there. Uh, I would put Reagan up there for sure. And then and the fourth one would would maybe be half Trump because I like Trump, but he does he doesn't deserve to be up there in his entirety because he hadn't had two terms in office. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's probably somebody even better than Trump. I mean, I, I like uh, James K. Polk, for example, what he yeah. did and and what uh, this country's victory over Mexico and the Mexican-American War was such a big thing for the yeah. for the, uh, the 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 spread of the United States. I guess there would be no California, for example, if not for that war. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other Western states happened as a result. Um, you know, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt probably should get a lot of credit for president so have you come up with your list well i got i agree with washington jefferson and uh, reagan i don't know who the fourth would be i don't i don't know no, i'll have to think about it a little more and get back to you not james buchanan <laughs> <laughs> is that on there no. all right well, well you come up with at least we agree on what three of the four yeah so reagan yeah reagan's well, on, he deserves to be up there but you know teddy roosevelt's up there now and you know the whole inside story on that one no he's up there because i think he helped fund the money to get mount rushmore built so he basically just kind of paid his way through you taxpayer could say funds so. to get on there. He did it in stone. <laughs> I think I'm right on that. If I'm wrong, forgive me, Teddy. But, uh, yeah, you know, FDR probably deserves a strong consideration just because he won four times. He won the presidency in, what, 32, 36, 40, and 44. Yeah, four times. Mm-hmm. And led us through World War II successfully, although he died just before the German surrender. But uh, I know a lot of people have problems with him and yeah. kind of his socialist yes style of, of yeah. governmental programs yeah reagan probably wouldn't have been a fan of some of those no, reaganomics would not yeah. <laughs> line up with that yeah but yeah but overall the the country back in the 1980s with with this uh reagan leading the way mm-hmm. it was it was really a a, a a decade that there was a welcome change because the 70s you had Vietnam just come to an end in the mid seventies. Then you had, of course, the the uh, Watergate scandal, mm-hmm. and that's what led Gerald Ford to become president in seventy four, I guess. And it was the nineteen seventy six Republican convention that it was Gerald Ford versus Ronald Reagan. Reagan nearly was the Republican nominee in nineteen seventy six. Yeah, and I I think he kind of ultimately bowed out to let Ford keep on with his chance to be fully elected president. But if, 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 if Reagan might have had his ducks in a row a little bit better, he could have been president, and there would have never have been a Jimmy Carter presidency. Yeah. But the scandal behind Ford essentially letting, letting Richard Nixon off the hook for Watergate as he gave him a pass, that really cost him in the election. And you saw this Georgia peanut farmer become president. In 1976, uh, the election and taking over in 77. Another thing that was going on was when he got elected in 1981, I remember sitting in my, good Lord, would it have been my second grade class, first grade class, something like that. It was such a big deal because we had the Iran hostage crisis. It had been going on for over a year. Have you ever heard about that? No, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard about. Oh it. man, it was. It, most Americans had a yellow ribbon on their antenna, on yeah. their car antenna. It was bring the hostages home, as in 1979, I think it was the 
Iran uh, hostage crisis began, and the country was on edge. You know, how could these people kidnap our embassy as they did and, and take over hundreds of Americans? Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Argon, you ought to go see it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's awesome. You've, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I have not yeah, seen it. Yeah, uh, it, it's really good. Uh, it involves this Iran hostage situation. But what happened was the Iranians said that they would surrender the Americans that they had been holding hostage for over a year as soon as Reagan took office. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. As soon as he took the oath of office in 1981, they released all those American hostages. So his his presidency got off to a good start, <laughs> for sure, whenever it was a happy homecoming for all those U.S. hostages. I need to find some. They're still around. Those, you know, There were hundreds of them, and um, they don't get a lot of attention. But what a uh, what a crazy thing that had happened in 1981 with the hostage situation. But we 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 had um, the 70s turmoil turn into the 80s, and it was it was a positive decade in my opinion because you had good politicians like Reagan, you had good music. <laughs> I mean, music than what we have today. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that 80s music is still. Play, I just played Betty Davis Eyes. Yeah, you know, that's a darn good song from 81 um and and the style was pretty cool too it's just amazing for me to see young people wearing throwback stuff from the 80s yeah well it's all getting recycled so might as well hang on to what you have and give it to your kids later because they'll be wearing it yeah but it was it was a good i mean did you ever have a discussion about that time period with your parents for example not not in depth or anything, but yeah, don't sit around the table and talk about Reaganomics. <laughs> Occasionally we do, but no, um, we don't. But my dad loves to stress how great the music was back then compared, and I agree with him. Yeah, it's so. good. It's it's good, but you know the fashion's pretty good, and the, <laughs> and, and again, people like Ronald Reagan help. And TV shows. Let me tell you, got a little plug on the TV shows. When Reagan was office, the A Team was uh, rocking and rolling on television. Magnum PI. And uh, all those crazy TV series like Dallas and, mm-hmm. and uh, Dynasty were <laughs> lighting up the TV sets. You know, we didn't we didn't have all the choices we had. We didn't have the internet for God's sakes. <laughs> let me let me just no, throw that out there. No Netflix. <laughs> None of that. No, we didn't have all the distract. We didn't have social media. No. And that was a good thing. It, if you yeah. if, if you wanted to have a uh, a message broadcast to a lot of people, you didn't go on your Twitter account. You know what you did. You went and stood by the highway with a sign. <laughs> or if you were a lucky person like me, you had a chance to get on a radio show. Other than that, nobody else heard it. Oh, well, I should say you could get a CB if you know what a CB is. I do. And break one nine. <laughs> Here's what I think, y'all. Uh, people actually communicated back then. Now we're so caught up in our phones, we don't know how to interact with people. That is correct. Yeah. Megan, you're a, a wise woman. Are you sure you weren't around back in that time period? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> So all in all, you have a, a positive impression of Ronald Wilson Reagan? I do, yes. All right, and he's still on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, again, thank you, Megan, for going back and reliving the 80s with us. <laughs> and, and again, I thank you, President Reagan, for going out of your way on this 30th anniversary of my college, edu- college degree that I got from you, <laughs> May 15, 1993, at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina. Thank you, Mr. President. 
We'll come back here on the Y'all Show. We've got some sports news to address before we get out of here. That plus more of what's coming ahead on the Y'all Show this week. This is the show that covers Ronald, Wilson, Reagan, and all the other happenings of the South on a daily basis. We are the Y'all Show and the Y'all Show broadcasting on great radio stations across the South. We'll be coming right back. Spring is in full swing, and that means it's time for all your spring home improvement projects. City Lumber Company of Dyer offers an abundant selection of hardware, a full-service lumber yard, and full-service paint, all in one stop. Come in and check out the Door Busters for April. 12-ounce Krylon Fusion all-in-one paint plus primer, $4.99. 60-watt LED work light, $39.99. Bostitch Framing Nailer, $299.99. 47-inch Square Point Shovel, $14.99. And for a full look at the April Doorbusters, visit their Facebook page or the website at citylumbercompany.com. As always, City Lumber Company of Dyer can fill your home improvement supplies no matter how large or small. The friendly staff is there to serve you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. until noon. Come see them at 183 East Maple Street in Dyer or give them a call at 731-692-2287. City Lumber Company of Dyer. I don't live in town anymore, but when I come back we're to see family, we love to go to the farmer's market. It's just a cool little environment. Everyone here is happy and enjoying all the produce. It's just nice. It's a Jackson staple. I come to the farmer's market because there's a lot of products that you can't get, a lot of different produce that you can't get in the places like Walmart, and I know they're a lot fresher, and actually the prices are better. So if you like high-quality veggies, the Jackson Farmer's Market is the place to go. Come see what's waiting for you at the Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. We at Man's Record Service hope you never have an accident, but... If it happens, call us or have the authorities call us, and we will take care of everything. Man's Record Service will tow your vehicle to a secure lot or deliver the vehicle to a repair shop of your choice. Work with your insurance company, meet with the adjuster, and call you to discuss the alternatives to get you back on the road. Don't stress when you have an accident. Call Man's Record Service, 424-2173. We take care of everything. Hi, this is Josh Lindsay. You don't have to be powerless in a power outage. By the time this commercial is over, your power would have already been restored without you lifting a finger, whether you are home or out of town, with a Generac standby generator from Lindsay Electric. We have generators in stock with a five-year warranty. We install and service with factory direct parts guaranteed. Financing is available. Call for a free quote, 423-1580. Locally owned and operated for over three decades. Lindsay Electric, the authority for your power solutions. Where conservative voices are heard loud and clear. We are Super Talk, 93.1 WTJS. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk, 93.1 FM. 
Here's some 80s music for you as we continue that theme here, saluting Ronald Reagan on this Monday Y'all show. That was a band called Rat, and I was around in the 80s. I heard a rat, but I've never really heard of that song, Round and Round. I have heard of Round and Round, but uh, I wasn't a big heavy metal hair band type of guy. You said your dad has told you how great the 80s music was. Yeah. Does that include, like, Rat? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Does he like that metal music? Yep. Okay, your dad and I need to have a talk. <laughs> I need to introduce him to Janie Fricky and Earl Thomas Conley. Those <laughs> those acts had big hits in the 80s, too, but I bet you he wasn't listening to them. That's okay, Daddy. This is the Y'all Show. Megan Headwell and John Rawl here as we're wrapping up this Monday edition of Discussing All Things Southern. Did you have a chance to catch any sports on television over the weekend, I Megan? I did not. <gasps> nope, I was working and running around and... Oh, you were? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what's going on in the world of sports, if you don't mind. Well, first of all, the NBA Eastern and Western Conference Finals are all set. We know the four teams that have advanced to play in that because on Sunday, the Boston Celtics demolished the 76ers there in Boston, and now they get to move on in the NBA playoffs to take on the Miami Heat. It was a... Huge, huge performance by Tatum of the Seas, and they advanced to take on Miami. Miami had already defeated the Knicks in their playoff series, so it's the Celtics and the Heat, and they get their first game in the Eastern Conference Finals underway Wednesday in Boston. Celtics and Heat, and the Heat come into this as the eight seed. The Heat have been on quite a tear. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are in the uh, number two spot in the Eastern side of the. NBA. So that's what's happening on the East. To the West, it's going to be the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. As we saw the Lakers this past weekend shut up Steph Curry. I thought the the Nuggets would come to life and, and beat LeBron James, but the seventh-seeded Lakers now make it into the Western Conference Finals with Obi taking on the number one Western seed, Denver. Denver will be hosting game one of that series starting on Tuesday in Denver Lakers at Nuggets. Other news out of the NBA. You know, we were talking about in the 80s they didn't have something called social media. Mm-hmm. John Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies would have been a very good product of the 80s because if he'd have been around back then and doing dumb stuff like he's doing now, <laughs> he wouldn't be in trouble, Megan. Did you hear about John Moran the Grizzlies? He happened? got caught with a video holding a gun. And this is after he'd already gotten in trouble a few months ago by the NBA and was suspended. Well, now the Memphis Grizzlies All-Star has been suspended from all team activities after this video showed him holding a gun on social media. A league review is going to happen for Morant, but the NBA now, two months after they suspended him over a similar incident, the Grizzlies suspending him again. So the NBA doesn't like guns. Well, they don't want him out promoting him. And I I realize he probably has a legal right to have a gun. He just doesn't need to be, if he's got one, legally promoting it on social media, for goodness sakes. During an Instagram live session. Stay away from those, Megan. (laughs) Don't do those Instagram live sessions. But over the weekend, Morant, on his friend Devontae Pack's account, the NBA All-Star held up a handgun while driving and singing along. Uh, They were singing along with a rap song. And guess what? They've now gone in and deleted 
sad rap song <laughs> or sad video. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's not a good look for the Grizzlies. And I know the Grizzlies ended up losing in the playoffs to the Lakers in their first round battle with them. I think this whole distraction off the court is not a good look for Memphis as a franchise. They've got this superstar in John Morant, and here he is doing completely stupid and baseball. They would they would call this Megan unforced errors, hmm. and he's a, he's hurting Memphis with his performance off the court. Yeah, and I mean well, he got suspended a couple of games a couple of months ago. Now the season for Memphis is over, but. He's going to be probably suspended some games starting soon in NBA world. College baseball. You have a favorite college baseball team you follow? I do not. That's okay. Well, you can you can start following one because we're getting close to the end of college baseball's season. And uh, look at the D1 rankings right now. It's been a very good year for some surprising teams out there as we've got the is this not, this is not quite updated from the weekend, but Wake Forest has been the number one team in college baseball, as well as LSU, Arkansas, Vanderbilt's been a top five team. South Carolina seems to have come to life in college baseball. They're back in the top ten. Another team that won a national title out of the Palmetto State, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. Do you know, do you know what a Chanticleer is? I do not. What? It is a French version of the Gamecock, of which South Carolina is the Gamecocks. Well, Coastal Carolina, in the same state, they're kind of the French version of that. Interesting. Pas de vous? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. Okay. You only speak Southern, right? Southernese and sarcasm. Yeah, ah, there you go. <laughs> Duke is uh, number 10. How about the Blue Devils? Their softball team, by the way, got uh, selected into the NCAA women's softball seedings as a national seed. So good times there in Durham on the diamond. Miami, the Hurricanes also have been very good in college baseball. Clemson's on a little bit of a tear. They've won several consecutive ACC teams, uh, ACC matchups. They swept Virginia Tech over the weekend. Also in the South, college baseball teams making their way to the postseason that deserve a little tip here on the All Show. The Kentucky Batcats, they have been ranked in the top 25 most of this uh, season. Dallas Baptist, good old DBU, comes in in the top 20, as well as UVA, UTSA, the Tennessee Vols, and Southern Miss to the top. Now, any other sports stuff? Oh, yes, let's talk a little golf. i got to give golf a lot of credit because over the weekend out at uh, Dallas, you had the golf event there held at uh, Byron Nelson, I believe is what it's called, the Byron Nelson Classic. And Jason Dye, I'm, I'm, I'm saying his name like that intentionally because that's how, kind of how he talks. He's a, an Aussie golfer, and he won, Megan, for the first time in five years oh, good for him. on Mother's Day. He lost his mother last year, mm-hmm. and Jason Dye in front of his wife and his, I think he's got four kids and his wife's pregnant with a fifth. And right there at the uh, golf course north of downtown Dallas, he picked up his first win. He's a major winner. I think he won a PGA championship several years ago, but Jason Day got the win on the PGA Tour. And then on the Live Tour, Irmo, South Carolina's own Dustin Johnson got his first win on that tour in quite some time in a playoff he got the uh, a big win there over people like uh, Cameron Johnson, and or was, it, was this last name? I know he's an Aussie golfer too. Cameron Smith. I'm sorry, Cameron Smith. Cameron Johnson. <laughs> combining his name with Dustin Johnson, but uh, he got the win there over uh, over uh, Cameron Smith and, and Brendan Steele of South Africa. 
Dustin Johnson picked up, I think, about $4 million with that victory. Good for him. Not a bad payday. Nope. Now, this week in golf world, Megan, it's a major. They'll be up in uh, the Rochester, New York area for the PGA Championship. And that's going to be taking place this weekend. And I'm going to tell you a little fun stuff about that golf event um, when we come back from this upcoming break because we're going to have a special guest joining us Thursday to preview this year's PGA Championship. Are you a golfer? I'm not. I've tried. I'm not good at it. Well, you got to keep trying. Well, if you want a good laugh, come watch. <laughs> I, I need a good laugh. But the PGA and see that. See, did you realize there's a PGA Tour now and a Live Tour? No. They're, they're like rivals. No, I didn't. Realize but if you win certain events, you get to go play in that. For example, the PGA Championship is a is a major event. And so if you've qualified for it, meaning you've won it in the past uh-huh. or you've won one of the other majors, you're eligible to play in the PGA Championship. So some of these live golfers will be able to go play in the PGA even though they're on a rival tour now. Interesting. And, and so they'll have a chance to – I mean, at the Masters, for example, although my favorite golfer, John Rahm, won it, the guys that finished like two and three were both – live golfers like Brooks, Brooks Kepka, who also played pretty well this past weekend in the uh, in the live event, which was held in Tulsa, Oklahoma, one of the two events, I think, on the live tour that are in the south. The other is down in uh, Doral in Miami. I think that's what's on the schedule this year. They don't have as many tournaments as the PGA Tour, but uh, golf in a big way this past weekend and going to get even bigger in the forthcoming weekend with the PGA Championship. And that is a look at what's going on in the world of Southern sports here on this Monday Y'all Show. We'll come right back and we'll wrap up the show with a quick look at what's ahead this week on the show that's all about the South. Stay tuned. Jackson in West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the proper as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun, but we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit Dustin Buy Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what hasn't. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all 
all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. you got to love technology. In the future, when you have an accident, your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition. Collision Specialist is always trying to stay ahead of the curve. We're already certified with Nissan, Infiniti, Hyundai, Chrysler, and adding more all the time. Call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 Fairway Boulevard. Certified repairs from Collision Specialists. For 20 years, all seasons heating, air, and refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown trained family-owned heating and air headquarters providing comfort season after season for west tennesseans all seasons does not use sales gimmicks only trusted products and workmanship their technicians are paid salary not commission meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need all seasons heating and air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty financing is available it's hard to stop a train subject to credit approval see store for details your one-stop destination for informed opinions and lively discussions. Super Talk 93.1, West Tennessee's conservative voice. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Well, you called his name out. you got to play his song. It's Earl Thomas Conley to help us wrap up this third hour of y'all here on this Monday edition. Thank you all for tuning in. And, Megan, always great to see you. And thank you for being our, our hero off the bench here to close out this third hour. Great to be here. Great to have you. <laughs> all right, let's talk about what's coming up on the Y'all Show the rest of this week. Join us on the Tuesday Y'all Show. We'll have our Southern Political Report as well as our Southern Book Report on the Wednesday Y'all Show. We're going to have more hashtag hullabaloo and a Southern Business Spotlight, plus Megan will be back Wednesday. Come Thursday on the show about the South, we'll have all of our country music news that we'll be passing along. And as I said a few minutes ago, we got a PGA Championship going on. And Jason Nall of College Tour X, that is a awesome organization that helps golfers in their collegiate years, he's going to come on and help us preview the PGA Championship on Thursday, also Thursday, Megan Headwall is going to turn into an interviewer because she's got Becca Sheffron coming on to talk about Tanzania. That ought to be fun. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> you got all the questions ready for her? I do. All right. So I'm going to learn about Tanzania and more as Becca's going to be Megan's special guest on the Thursday Y'all Show. And then Friday, we'll close it out with more greatness about what's going on across the south we'll have our southern financial wrap-up for the week of what's going on in the world of the stock market more paul Hare of the Hare financial group will be coming by and then we'll have our friday free for y'all where we'll be really giving a, a nice salute to a southerner out there thank y'all for, for tuning us in megan we'll see you back here wednesday y'all have a great rest of your day and thank you for listening to the y'all show available on podcast at Apple iTunes and Spotify and so much more. We'll see you Tuesday. You're feeling so proud.